You're listening to the World Football Program with all the latest updates from both local and international football. That's it. All the sliders were down. They didn't help. Good morning. My name's Sean Kelly. <laughs> this is the World Football Programme. Uh, good to see my no, influence rubbing off. So yeah, the yeah. trainee is in the house and he's, uh, yeah. You've done very well, Hugh. <laughs> um, thanks to Frank and Jerry for a wonderful... <laughs> Um, Kelly Ramblings, always good to follow those two boys in the studio. And they've left Easter eggs, which yeah. is even better. So happy Easter to everyone out there in listener land. And is that, that, that was a uh, computer Easter egg because all the sliders were down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Join me in the studio, as you'll probably already guessed, yep. is my bestie, Hugh Best. How are you, mate? I'm very well, Sean. Morning, listeners. What a yeah. day, hey? What a day. Okay, so in two hours we'll have the jazz show on, so yep. that's something to look forward to. Um, today's show, we are going to start off talking to Peter Merger, who yes. is a very young president, but in charge of the um, Maddington, Calamunda, oh. White City, Borragoon, Fremantle, yeah, yeah, Benfica. They've gone through a bit yep. of an upheaval over the last uh, couple of seasons. Yeah, they have. Um, well, we'll catch up with him about that, and we'll talk to him about his club and their first season in 10 years in second division. Yep. Uh, then we're going to follow up with Jesse Racy, who is the Perth Glory E-League player. Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting journey into the modern-day Sabutio, but... No, well, uh, Sabutio do have a computer game. Wow. Yeah, it was on um, Nintendo DS, so I have a copy of that. It's not as good as playing the real thing, and, uh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but look, we'll one. talk to Jesse about the <laughs> E-League, one of those fast-growing areas yeah, yeah. of the, the sport, which is always good, because yeah, anyway you can see whether he gets that, uh, be in World contact Cup. with the sport. They're, they're talking about a World Cup B-League as well. That'd yeah, absolutely. Right. So we'll talk to him about that. Yeah. Then we're going to follow up with Chris Brady, who is with Kingsley Westside. Yep. Um, another side that's coming... Had a merger itself. Um, it'd be interesting to talk to him about that, because it's yeah. now 
about three years old, that one, um, and the benefits of that relationship yeah. and uh, just how well they're going at the moment. And I think a lot of it is through the youth and um, a lot of it's about stability as well, which is yes. good. And then we'll finish off with Tommy Dolman, who is going to run through today's NPL fixtures with us. Takes a bit of pressure off me then. Yeah, that's no, good. <laughs> it's always good to have Tommy on air as well. In uh, news, obviously, uh, leading news would be um, the Matildas yep. had a 1-0 loss to Scotland. Yep, yep. And that was, um, uh, again, well played Scotland. What can you, what can you oh, say? Oh, cracking goal. You, you have a look at the goal. It's, a, it's an absolute perler. Yep. Up there where the spiders live. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, exactly right. If you're going to put it, put it there. And, yeah, you know, it was a disappointing crowd, I would have thought. You know, it's only 2,000, officially 2,136. They made a, a bit more noise than that, I would have thought. But, um, yeah, we were talking with um, Molly Appleton about the the um, fixturing in the stadia that they did for these um, particular Matilda games overseas and, yep. and whether they were in the correct stadium. But uh, it looks, judging by that, uh, by that figure, that probably they did and could have, you know gone to a, an even smaller boutique stadium. But, you know, Gustafsson's working his way towards the World Cup and that wasn't our... It no, was, no, it was a strong no, side, but it wasn't our full strength no, side. No, no, Kerr. No, Kerr was on the bench. No, Kately. And new sub. Yeah, and, absolutely. Was, and look, it... How good are we had as, to, as try to, sec- to be able to use... To have that had to try strength, second one of, tier. One of the best players in the world and go, mate, just sit on the bench. Yeah. You're in the squad. You're, you're renewing and maintaining friendships. You... you, you Maintaining the, Look, the, the training and the these games have need. got to be about squad development yeah. and not about. We we know what Sam can do. Yep. We we know what Steph Cately can do. We we That's know right. what the, the stars that we're missing can do. So you need to see what the next tier yep. can do without them. Yep, Mary Fowler, uh, Fowler and Cramer Fowler, as a front Fowler, Fowler has had, yep. I think, a terrible twelve months. I don't know what it is. No. Um, could, could it be the move from Man City that uh, maybe the, the bigger club of maybe she's, look, she's now a, a, a medium-sized fish in a really big pond? Yeah, Alec is one of those things you just got to work out what it is and, and fix it. But yep. I think you know um, the game itself, you know, good game, but um, one one nil loss, not the end of the world in, yep. in preparation. And then I think we've got the Lionesses next, so we'll yep. see what happens there. Again, the, the Matildas uh, as the um, the, the Scottish said that they went hardcore making this because that was their full strength side. There's of course, no two ways about it. Yeah. That, that, if, if they're playing any game anywhere in the world, they're playing that lineup. Whereas yeah. we went, yeah, probably not. But they went. These are this side that we're playing yeah. is one of the favourites. And again, a lot of, but from a lot of people in Australia don't understand that we're one of the favourites to yeah. win this World Cup. From Gustafsson's perspective, though, he doesn't need to to be. Throwing his, his best team out there and letting everyone You'd have like a look. I hope by now, in you, the, you, you know, with months away from, the, from yeah. the tournament beginning, you know your oh, starting line. Absolutely. But again, the, the chat we had with Molly was who's the starting keeper? Uh, good to see Mackenzie Arnold as the starting keeper. Made some cracking night. saves. Oh, she, oh, she's a great keeper. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. She's a great keeper. But I'll ask you the question, Sean. Who, who would you think is the starting keeper for the Matildas? Um, you know, we could. Look, I, I think Mackenzie Williams. Williams is, Williams is it, again. Look, throw a blanket over him. Really, there's you know We've got Tegan Mike as well. I mean, she, yeah. she did exceptionally well in the uh, the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, no, look, I, I like Mackenzie Arnold. Yeah, probably all. Yeah, well, and she plays for West Ham, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is she uh, but, West Ham? Yeah, moving onwards. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, moving on, with Harry Kill, um, your thoughts on on his dramatics? I mean, he was he was had his eye pulled out of his head, um, was falling to the floor dramatically, and managed to push it back in whilst he was laying there on the floor in agony. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. I, I, I've got to be honest. I, I've, I've 
not seeing this one. So enlighten me and the listeners about what's happened to Harry Kuehl. Decore, the everything going. Harry Kuehl, <clears throat> on the way in, has shoved over one of the um, Leicester players. He's then um, carried on through. He's manhandled Decore and then Decore's pushed him away. Yeah. And and I think Kill's still got hold of his shirt pulling or whatever. And Decore's put his hand up into his face. Absolute right. red card all day. Yeah. You cannot make a tiger's claw into someone's eye no, and, no. and push them. No, no. But then Harry, uh, Harry Kane spent, you know, a, a very dramatic dive, hit the floor. As you would. And, and then lay there, you know, whilst the, the team of surgeons came on and reattached his retina. Serious? Yeah, that's what it looked like. Jeez, I missed that. <laughs> wow, I mean... That's, oh no, there's a lot of things about, about the, the play acting and, and look, as, as a referee yourself, you know, you've, you've got players that so, will... So uh, you, you, you're making a joke there, his retina didn't come out? No, of course oh, not. All right, okay. <laughs> so we're talking about the... Um, uh... It was a life-ending injury, you know, that's what it looked like when he went down, that's the sort of injury it was. I'm just trying was. to think of that one we had in the, in the A-League with, um, with uh, Musket and yeah. uh, the Adelaide United manager at the time. Uh, yeah. You know, and that was, yeah, a bit of... I mean, a bit of pushy shovey. Yes, yeah. that's that's the, that's the stuff that needs to be kicked out of our yeah. game. You know, if you and that's one of the reasons why we love the the women's side of things. You know, <laughs> if they're down because they're hurt, it's because they're down. It's because a much more hurt. it's a much more honest game. I think this. Yeah. You know, there there is an awful lot. I saw another one recently where um, a player was. A, he was fouled going into the box. Yep. He's been given a, re- a card for simulation. Um, the referee's gone over to the VAR, had yep. a look at it, can see quite clearly that his heels of his boots been caught and tugged the heel of his boot off. Yep. So he's come back, rescinded the card, gave a penalty, and then I think a few minutes later he's done exactly the same thing again. He's booked him for simulation and he's gone back, looks at the VAR and went, I got that one wrong as well. Well, and that's what <laughs> VAR is, is meant to be. Uh, yeah. We've seen that work the other way as well, where, where players have gone, whoopsie, and you think, oh, that's close. VAR, no, you've, yeah. you've tripped yourself over. That's the card. That, that's what VAR should be for. You Absolutely. Know, the obvious, as it was first put in, the obvious errors in referee yeah. judgment. And that's what it is. It's referee's judgment. You know, it's a, it's a difficult gig. So when, as, you turn up, when you turn up fully kitted in all your gear, they go, that's, that's an obvious error. That's... <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, some of the yeah, yeah. just uh, the sim- simulation. I mean, that's, I know. Uh, it, um, it's like it's like the, it's like the, it's like the crowd and the referee. In, personally, I think the referees have the ability to stamp it out. Yeah, um, well, I, know, I did all the time. If yeah, you became yeah. a pop-up toaster every time someone started yeah, yeah. crowding you, that people would stop crowding yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. As and then people go, "Oh, yeah, but you're going to scrub out yeah. some of the best players in the game." My, that, my thing yeah. is, if they're cheating, they're not the best players. Yeah. Those that had me refereeing, I'd be yeah. going to them. You don't need to make any noise. I can see a foul. So you going. Yeah, doesn't help me, mate. So I know. don't make any noise. And often, where people have players, male or female, boys or girls, who would just fall over, go, "You need to be stronger than that." Yeah, but he no, he didn't. Yeah. It's shoulder to shoulder or slight contact. And if you want to fall over, your team's a player down. Get on with it. Absolutely. All right. In other news, Marvel Stadium uh, stated that they were the first stadium in Australia to have um, from your seat online ordering for your drinks and food. Well, that's not right. That, that's been at the glory for, for a long time. It's been at Ashfield as well. Yeah. That, I mean, And, and at Ashfield, you can get it to your seat. So not only do you order from your seat, you get it to your seat. Progressive clubs. Yeah, Progressive absolutely. Clubs. Did you, so uh, I didn't see the reply from Ashfield to Marvel Stadium. Oh, they have done. Yeah. yeah well done. <laughs> yeah, a bit of banter. <laughs> so it should be. And for yourself, um, I think the news of the week was Shane Skinner is the Shane latest. Shane Skinner. Yeah, we we're going to talk about that one. So latest I, official from WA to yep. join the A-League ranks. Yeah, he's got the uh, the Brisbane Roar Newcastle Jets game today. Yeah. I've, um, 
yeah, had a, a great deal to do with Shane. He's a, he's a lovely bloke and well deserving of and this. And despite honor. that, he still got on. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, most of those that have gone on to bigger and better things jettisoned <laughs> me very early in the piece. <laughs> no, look, good, good luck to the young man in his, yeah. his first A League game. I think it's nice to see. Um, What's well, his first from... debut in the middle? He's been doing yeah. a fair few uh, fourth, oh, fourth officials line, yeah. and running a few yeah. lines as well. So good progression. Well done, mate. Absolutely. All right, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back after these messages with Peter Merger from Calamund- oh, Maddington Calamunda. Calamund- yep. Oh, don't relax. I want elbows and backs. I want to see everybody from behind. Oswest Fencing and Rotine is a fourth-generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install, or automate your gates offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Time. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. You're listening to Community Radio, powered by passionate football volunteers just like myself. You can appreciate the entertainment by becoming a station member. Hi, I'm Phil Kelly, Chair of the Football West Men's State League Standing Committee. Listen in next for Western Australian local football news. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Now, there's lots of football being played out there this morning, Hugh, yep. and uh, a couple of games out there in the second division. One of them will involve uh, the newest team into the league, which is Maddington, Kalamunda yep. White Eagles. And joining us on the air now is Peter Merger, who is the president of Maddington. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Good morning, gents. How are you? Good, mate. Um, congratulations on yeah. your league win last year and getting back into the uh, the State League after a 10-year absence. Yes, thank you. It's been... Uh, um, it's nice to be back. And, um, yeah, it's been... Uh, it's all happened pretty quickly this season with respect to uh, the night series starting and, and um, getting the boys underway. But um, it was very nice to finish the season last year top of the ladder and, and to get the chance to be promoted. And, and uh, here we are. Um, game against us one one today which is um first game at home for us and yeah. um hopefully we can we can get a win and under lights as well pete sorry will it be under lights like you've, you've got on your facebook page that you, yes yes it will neighbors. it will <laughs> yeah, brilliant. yes it will so f- first game at home under lights hopefully we can get a bit of a crowd down there um for uh for those who are um uh, got nothing on tonight um then yeah please come down and watch we're playing a made of our reserve starting at 6 p.m the lights down there are excellent there'll be a canteen on and and the bar on and everything, so hopefully we can generate a, um, a bit of a crowd tonight. Yeah, it's, it's very good. I mean, I I liked your old ground. There was something something special about the Nikola Tesla ground for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Um, but obviously, that relationship or that that ground wasn't available. Um, are you able to explain a bit about what happened there, or is that something you'd rather <laughs> not talk about? Oh, 
look, it's um, I can touch on it. Look, yeah. um, basically, what happened was that they didn't want us down there anymore. Yeah. Um, um, unfortunately, we were um, uh, sort of forced to find a, a new home. They uh, they've gone in another direction down there. I don't think they've got they haven't had football last year. I don't think I'll have it again this year. And and um, essentially, we were um, sort of left to our own devices. We um, had to uh, scramble at the start of last year to find a ground and. Mm. And we did. We found uh, we were lucky to have Mills Park, where we where we sort of played in previous years when we when we needed to. Uh, but um, yeah, we, we we sort of we were left without a home um, and and scrambled to keep the to keep sort of the team stayed together. We didn't lose one player um, at that time. Um, but it, we, it was hard for us in trying to find a guess a place to train, a place to, to play, and we ended up um, all around the place. We were at sort of a, we, were, we were training in Balga in in Dinella. We trained at Mills Park. We trained in uh, in Bedford. We trained really all around the traps. Uh, we played at Kalamunda. We um, played at Mills Park at Belmont. Uh, we played a couple of games even away. We didn't play at home against uh, Peel United, for instance. We had two, two away games against them. So for us, this, and this happened really, uh, I think, a week or two just before the season started, that um, they decided uh, not to have a team down at the uh, Nicola Tesla Reserve. So we had it um, pretty tough last year, and, and um, we, we were really sort of happy to have won the league. I think we put in a lot of hard work mm. and effort. Uh, the boys stayed together, and the w- reward there for us at the end of the year was uh, was the league win. So we're really happy with that. And and how do you find the Mills Park? Because I've, I've been out there. It's a, it's a great facility. Yeah. Just sitting there, like no yeah. one in it. I would have thought that would have would have been an ideal or maybe an option for you um, to strike out on your own. Yeah, Mills Park was pretty good. Um, Mills Park, obviously, a synthetic turf. Um, yeah. We we um, we we sort of it took took a while to get used to it. I think the first um, we ended up losing one of the games there early on against Queens Park, um, and um, the boys, I think, especially some of the older lads, they found it a bit tough on their knees and their joints mm-hmm. recovering. You couldn't slide tackle obviously yeah. on the synthetic, or you could, but uh, you know, with a bit of a nasty um, mark up your leg, but. Um, <laughs> Then I think as the season got on, we really took to it because the, the ground suited us quite well. It was nice for passing the ball around, very slick, um, and um, and also because you got the fence right around you, the ball doesn't go out. So what we found was that the ball was constantly in play. Yeah. The teams that were playing, we were playing against, were up against it um, uh, very much on the defence, and um, we were able to sort of just knock the ball around, keep it on the floor, and you you, you avoided like you know, especially that um, around sort of July August when a lot of the grounds were. Um, where when they were soaked and they were muddy and, and, and sort of it became a bit of a, um, a fight when you played some sides. But we, you know, it was quite nice there. The ball would would, would, be, would be easy to pass and and um, and so what I think I think teams had to adjust them coming to play us. So we ended up um, we ended up getting some really big scores at home and and, and did really well. So it suited us um, and it actually suited us going to the night series this year as well at Ellenbrook. Um, our first game we beat Junlove, um the Division One side two one. Mm, yeah. I think the boys still had a, had a bit of a carryover from from last year and. Being used to that synthetic turf, so um, it had it had its sort of pluses and, and, and minuses. But um, uh, look, Mills Park was also hard. I mean, we had we had the opportunity there to play there, but um, um, it, it was also used, I think, during the week by um, Christian groups and that. So it was it was a bit hard to try and get it locked in to be oh. to be ours full time. Um, we did speak to the council, and they were going to look to um, um, I guess. Uh, uh, look to make it a home for us, but then there's also you know you, you do share that ground. I mean there are people that use it on the weekends for kick around and all that sort of stuff, and um, it, so it's, it's not ideal. I think um, I think um, there's, there's there's a bit of a shortage of facilities around at the city of Gosnells, unfortunately, and um, hopefully they invest a bit more in the football grounds. But uh, Mills Park was good, but um, yeah, it's probably probably not ideal for a long term ground either. I think sort of um, 
I think I think the boys like to play on grass, and we're we're very happy up at Vale uh, yeah. and Kalamunda with the grass that we've got there. Beautiful, so, beautiful so moving forward onto the Kalamunda merger, or what, what is it? Is it a merger? Is it a partnership? Do Kalamunda still play under Kalamunda in the amateurs and, and juniors, or is it a complete takeover? So the intention is that we've got the MOU at the moment um, yeah. with the intention of, um, I guess, working through a merger and next year we would we'd be one in... Um, so this season we've got... Um, it, it happened quite quick at the end of last year, so we're unable to sort of um, come to an agreement with the merger and, and put in place all those documents and, and everything to get that sorted. But this year certainly is a bit of a... Um, we call it an engagement for a marriage, <laughs> and um, and um, <laughs> and, um, and look, we're sort of just, I guess, um, yeah, we'll be working through the merger this year, and, and um, so at the moment we're two separate entities. So you've got uh, Kalamunda with the juniors and 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 their, and their senior squads, and then we've got Maddington, and and what we felt was um, uh, out of respect, um, and then being so nice to us that we'd uh, have a hyphen, a Maddington Kalamunda sort of hyphen with, with with our team this year, and with the intention next year of of sort of. Um, Slightly rebadging um, and maybe looking at a name, something something like a Kalamunda City, where we, we sort of merged to. And uh, but essentially, we would yeah, we would sort of um, it, we would be Kalamunda um, that we would fall under and, and sort of utilising their grounds and and that sort of thing. And and um, I think the good thing about Kalamunda is that they've got about 400 juniors out there. They've got a, um, a, a sort of there's an opportunity to provide them with a pathway um, for those kids into senior football. And if we've got a Saturday side. Um, that is out there, and then 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 uh, I think that'll give um, that whole local area a nice big boost um, to be able to sort of you know point their juniors towards the Saturday side and and hopefully compete with the likes of Forest Good who are out there and, and, mm. and get a whole lot of uh, the, you know get a good junior base and a, lot, and a lot of kids playing. Yeah, look, and I suppose that's the thing with their proximity to Forestfield. I know from previous um, associations they've had with clubs in the area that um, Forestfield see that Kalamunda very much their catchment area. Um, that shouldn't be a problem, but it, it is something that's that's seen. Um, and I think Kalamunda have had, well, I know Kalamunda have had um, partnerships and mer- not mergers, but partnerships yeah. with other clubs to Saturday leagues myself, which uh, for one reason or another didn't work out long term but when you look at your club's history um you know Burragoons Avica um Fremantle Spirit Fremantle City um there's been quite a few (laughs) mergers along the way so (laughs) yeah Benfica United Fremantle Benfica Fremantle City Fremantle Spirit and then Maddington White City so if anyone should know anything about mergers and partnerships it's (laughs) you guys (laughs) Yeah, you just have to look at my surname. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, look, I've known you members of your family since you were about eight, so, you know. <laughs> but, look, it's, it's just interesting. There's, there's all these talks about, you know, lack of facilities, and I know, like you say, in the Gosnells area, there is a lack of facilities, but there is there really? Um, and also then when you go up into the the northern suburbs, there's lots of clubs up there juggling for the same space. Yeah. And we'll talk to Chris Brady later on about that. But, you know, there's, yep. there's clubs that have been around for 25 years looking for venues. And I think, you know, the, the partnerships and mergers are obviously the way to go if we can find something that fits. And obviously um, the kids in, in the Calamunda area don't all want to play for Forestfield or Ashfield or anybody right. else. They want to play for Calamunda. Um, so I suppose the thing is is making that merge. At least your your home ground is their home ground and, and that makes that easier in, in the partnership area. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's right. I think sort of, um, you know, when you look up at the northern area, a lot of teams competing. Um, down south, look, there are there are grounds available. Um, unfortunately, unless you're playing AFL. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, we, we had this um, discussion with the council where every new facility down there is about five footy clubs down there, mm-hmm. AFL that is. Yeah. Um, with brand spanking new facilities, um, ovals and whatnot, and, and there's no one there. I've been there on a, on a Tuesday, Thursday night, and they've got the lights off. You know, they're, they're yeah. sort of struggling, whereas we're, we're bursting at the seams. So I've, I made that quite clear to the city of Dogon that this is not good enough, that we should really be having the same um, facilities or, 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 you know, thereabouts at least. We've got, we've got you know, Gosnells and... Um, well, I think um, and, per capita we're actually larger than Aussie rules, but... Oh, uh, much, yeah. 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 So, again, the facilities and that... Um, Aussie um, mantra of a fair suck on the sav is yep. not is not that fair really because they, you know all they got to do is go Aussie rules and all of a sudden they got yeah, means zealous falling out of the sky. Yeah, that's a media perception though. You know, yeah. if the the back page of your local um, newspaper and the next page and the next page and the next page is full of a particular sport, depending on where you are, yeah, that, yeah. that's the one that's going to get the uh, the most traction. And unfortunately for us in this country, it's the egg shape, not the round ball. Game. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think we're oversaturated with that sport. Mm. I mean, um, it's, it's it's turned me off that sport. To be honest, I used to <laughs> used to follow it and like it, but it's uh, it's just in your face. And I look, I think they do that to probably cover up some of the gaps with respect to the amount of um, kids that we're attracting to our sport. Yep, yep. Um, and, um, you know, I think sort of there's, a, there's certainly a deficiency in, in, in ground sport for kids to be able to play play um, our sport, soccer. And, and yes. um, you know, we, we saw it out there. And, um, look, we're very lucky that Kalamunda has um, eight grounds up, up where they are, beautiful, beautifully maintained, mm-hmm. um, excellent lights. They're going through an upgrade as well next year where they're going to be um, sort of expanding their facilities. So for us, it sounded it was right. Um, we've been welcomed by their club, their committee, and their president, Dave Saunders, um, openly um and um we're, we're really looking forward to it and i think providing that pathway for the kids i think that is that is really important um you know we, we've we've been able to this year um you know we started off an under 18 side um and john and cam our under 18 um uh, coach and manager we've been able to track about 20 kids already for the under 18 so um you know and that, that's just sort of out of scratch so we, we're very lucky to um um have been to be in a position to be able to get those players down there but it just shows the um you know the growth of the game. That um, there's just not enough um, um, grounds available for the kids to play. Um, but hopefully, um, for us, you know, with with the juniors that are coming through up at Kalamunda and all the grounds that are available there, and, and being in a state league two um, position now, hopefully even higher in the next few years. I, I think what you'll find is, well, hopefully we'll be able to compete with the likes of Forestfield, Ashfields, and um, and even uh, you know, and, and try and sort of produce an NPL side up there one day in the future. Good. Yeah, look, the, the facilities out at Kalamunda are, are pretty good. Um, and as you said, they're improving all the time. And I think that that's part of the, 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 the fan experience. You know, there's Premier League clubs out there or NPL clubs out there where you, you pay your $10 entry, but you've got to bring your own chair. Um, <laughs> well, no, I, and I think, no, you know, I've said before, a facilities yeah. upgrade is always a good thing. And I oh, think yeah. when you look at the, the northern suburbs and the congestion up there, um, some clubs are doing it really well. Kingsway and Wanneroo, you know, you know literally within um, stone-throwing distance from each other, both of them are, are making massive improvements within their facilities. Um, so being close to someone isn't always the issue, but yeah. I think there, there is an over an oversubscription of clubs in some areas and probably some people need to look at mergers or um, you know at least the kind of agreements that you have 
in place, you know, yeah. a, a memorandum of understanding just to make sure that your, your club survive. And you can do that without killing the other club. And, you know, some of the yeah. things that Calamunda have done very well since 1969 is run um, juniors and amateurs. Mm. So mm. there's no reason why that shouldn't stop and that the, the Maddington White Eagles side of it is the the state league enterprise, if you like. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I completely agree. So, um, yeah, and like we'll work through that this season, and and um, and hopefully we have a successful season. We don't we don't, we don't fall out of the league like uh, like yeah. we did last year. The key the key for us is really to try and sort of find a. Um, we, we know it's a tougher league, and we, we've already seen that this year with our first two games and in the night series as well. Um, you're finding you're coming against, up against sides that are that are that are, that are fitter, um, they're more organised. Uh, they're a bit younger as well, um, so and they, they know who we are. So I think they've prepared yeah, for us right. just yeah. as much as um, yeah. I mean, you know, we we sort of we've already we played Balger and as they coached it after the game that they set up to defend against us and get um, wow. ten men behind the ball and try and sort of uh, and pinch a goal and um, you know and that's exactly what they did. So we we've probably got to be a bit more um, uh, aware of, of that. The teams will set up to try and. Um, and, and take points off us. They know coming up that we've probably scored a few goals that we like knocking around, and um, few, and that's um, go- Come yeah. On, Pete, a few goals. You, you were averaging about three goals a game. <laughs> a few goals. Too, <laughs> yeah, we scored a couple, maybe maybe one or two. Right. Oh no, look, oh. It, it's, it's interesting, but I think yeah, you know, we talk about um, consistency. Your, your coach, uh, German, he's been with you now for for yep. now. This is your. Th- Third year with him, I think, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Hedman's been. Hedman uh, yeah. uh, um, uh, has been with us. He's actually been with us from the start. So Hedman's been with us for the last six, seven years. Oh. Where he actually played. Um, he was playing, and then, then sort of he unfortunately did his knee, um, <laughs> and um, and so um, rather than sort of sit on the sidelines, he being the man, you know, the man that he is, he, football, yep. football, he loves the game. He decided to step in and help first of all coach the reserves, and then the first team and. He has over the last couple of years, like well, he saw us get promoted last year. He was awarded the coach of the year, and um, so and, and this season he's um, he's continued on with the same team. So um, you know, credit to him, credit to um, um, Gustavo as well who helps him and and Cesar who's there and and, and our reserves coach Andres. I think they're a very tight bunch of guys, and you know, uh, we've got familiarity with them. The players know them. The players like to play for them, and. Um, yeah, and I, we're, we're very lucky. So I think I think you know we'll adjust. I think the first two games have been tough for us, but um, we're we're learning all the time, and and um, it doesn't get easier for us to get swans tonight. Oh. But um, <laughs> I think getting Kingsley away next week. But um, um, but look, we you know we need to get out of these four games. We hopefully pick up some points, and and then uh, you know we don't want to get stuck in a bit of a you know an relegation scrap. Uh, it's the last thing we want to do. Yeah, look, it, it's a tough league. Um, you know. I, uh, the Ashfield starts been windmills, Swan, Kingsley. So you know, um, it doesn't get any any harder than that. But then there's there's a lot of teams in that mid to bottom area which are very very um, similar. And there's not really an awful lot between them, other than a bit of luck and maybe a bit of quality. Yep. But um, you know, it's a it's a very tough league. And then if you move up in Div- Division One, it's even tougher. So um, you know, that's, I think that's one of the things is consistency within the state league um, has improved out of sight over the last few years. Um, just touching on coaches, I mean, you look through your history, Jerry Wardle, Stuart Camaz, yep. um, Steve Parkinson, Mark Wingle, Alan Pottier, Lubo Tineski, um, and, and, and Maro Marcioni. Turn it off. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's a, a who's who of coaches. A who's who? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I remember yeah. the Mauro days. They were interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you throwing out some names there. I mean, yeah, there's some some sort of uh, you know some really some recognised names in, in in our game in, yeah. in the state. You know, and I think well, look, a lot of these names are probably related to the Fremantle um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fremantle enterprise that joined us. Fair but um, and they were some team back then. I mean, I remember playing against Fremantle when I was younger and and, and watching them play. I think I won the, won the league a couple of times. They were. Um, brilliant. So, um, um, yeah, you know, we still sort of uh, we're fortunate enough to to have um, be, you know to to have sort of uh, merged with them, and and yeah. um, you know, hopefully, as as we merge with Kalamunda, that those names, that history is respected, and and uh, that it, that is kept there, and and then it's honoured. So, Pete, can I ask you how uh, Jose Zuniga's going? So, you were saying that uh, sides are setting up to defend. Obviously, he's getting what double team. You know, man mark to the whole game. I mean, when he was at Jose, like, 22 um, games, 21 goals, that's uh, that's some return. Yeah. Jose, when he's got, yeah, well, look, double teamed is probably um, when Jose goes to the toilets at time, I think he's got an opposition <laughs> player that follows <laughs> him. Um, he's uh, he, <laughs> he's um, he gets in his car on the way home, and he's still got uh, a couple of guys yeah. in there with him. Where am I dropping um, ear boys off? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Jose. He's, uh, I think I think anyone that's seen our games or, or seen Jose play, I mean, he's just a, he's a brilliant player. Um, you can't give Jose too much space. Um, other teams know, know about about him, and they uh, we saw against Balgrin in the first game. Jose got a red card, unfortunately, that yeah. game. But um, some of the you know, tackles that he was on the receiving end of, um, they didn't let him get the ball too much. And I think his frustration just got to him a bit. But he's not he's not an aggressive player at no. all. Jose's not like that. Um, and to sort of um, he ended up um, just sort of lashing out a bit. He got yeah, a red card. Okay. Um, I think he'd be the first one to say that. He wasn't um, something you'd, you'd so, do, but um, it just goes to show the level of attention that they've, they've been giving him over the night. Yeah, here is is that also uh, a reflection of the the level of, of refereeing as well, that there's now more scrutiny on, on some of those things? Because, what, his only yellow card last year was for taking the shirt off, wasn't it, when he put those uh, five against Quinns? <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, Look, the level of refereeing's um, been, been pretty consistent, I think. Um, oh, from, no, I'm from not saying that the inconsistent. It's just that, that, that what may have been, um, you know, slightly... Overlooked uh, at, at the level below is now looked at. Oh, look! I think I think yeah, perhaps. I mean, look! I think some of the tackles probably in amateur league were just. I mean, were, were worse if not. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we sort of you, you, you played some older lads in the amateur league and, and teams that were, you know, they'd get stuck in some weekend warriors. But um, but look, I think sort of it was just a just a matter of yeah. I mean, it was. Jose was just on the receiving end of some tackles, um, and, and unfortunately, he's ruled out for the next two games. We yeah. do miss him. He's probably yeah. um, one of the best players in the league, not just in our team. And um, you know, he scored. He, 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 he for me, he won us the league last year. Oh, if it wasn't for Jose, um, you know, we wouldn't have, um, we wouldn't be where we are. So he, he's, uh, he's he's not only a great player, he's a great great man. And um, we we sort of we, we're going to miss him today. But then I understand also that um, that uh, Swan are missing their their best striker today. So I think he's got a red card last week. So <sighs> that hopefully balances things out. Oh, uh, as in in Johnny Monteroso, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Someone Knowles or something. I think I think he got a red card last oh, week. Oh, okay, got, yeah. Good about, good about three goals in their first two games. So yeah. um, I think he missed. Um, He's one choice is still oh, playing. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, no, no, don't be surprised. He's, he's a very fit young, well, older man now, but older he's man. he's um, extremely fit for his age, so um, very, still yeah, very yeah. dangerous. Yeah, um, yeah. Just one thing from a, a caller that's, or a listener that's just put in, said there is no AFL soccer conspiracy. We're just a code that fights amongst the, each other. So, Well, yeah. there is, because mm. when, when was the last time we saw 
our game on the back page of the local newspaper. Oh, that's right. It was last week when there was... There yeah, it was Don Ellen Grill yeah. up. Just a glass someone to get yeah. on. That's so, so when... <laughs> no a- such thing as bad publicity. So when an <laughs> AFL supporter <laughs> does something abhorrent to yeah. females, that's buried in the page, uh, three or four pages back, when an, a round ball incident occurs... That is big headline I think politically, that, that, that politically, local paper is leaning towards the egg-shaped game, and if they wish to hide it, that's fine. There are two sports in WA, according to this paper. One is the egg-shaped game, and one is a red, small, hard round ball game in summertime. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I think they, I think that says a lot. I, th- I think they're probably threatened of our, of our sport. That's that's the. Um, I think that's what it is. I mean, they well, rely on the draft I'll tell you one th- and their players coming through. And when we're taking all the junior players... I'll, I'll say one yeah. thing to you on that line, Peter. I do talk to people involved in AFL. Right. And one of the things that they do tell me, these are people who are involved in Waffle, and they tell me, um, yeah, we, we are quite concerned about the rise of soccer and everything else until we realise that you guys are so busy fighting yeah, and destroying each other, we don't need to worry about you. And that, that's, their, that's what they, they have. The fact that yeah. you brought that up. Now, Waffle... And the NPL are yeah. meant to be at a similar structural level oh, yeah. in the yep. national scheme yeah. of things. Waffle, yep. you, you open up the page, you've got AFL, AFL, Waffle. Where, where's, the, where's the equal coverage for the NPL? Yep. It's not yeah. there. I know. So we've don't got two, tell me there's no conspiracy. We've got two pages. Same with basketball, same with rugby, both codes of rugby. You, you name a sport. Women's, we've got two pages of coverage women's on, on Nick Nat, huge. On Nick Nat being out for the season, which apparently the Eagles knew from the start of the season he would yeah. be. We've got two pages yeah. of that and half a page on yeah. the Glories game the, tomorrow. The West so, Coast Fever yeah. are current uh, national champions. Yeah. How do you know about that? You're yeah. not reading it in the paper. Yeah. I'll tell you that for a start. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think we all see it. Um, it's so obvious now, and uh, I think it frustrates us all. As yeah, and this is where I think things like VO and and uh, streaming. So I think I think yeah. we do a fantastic job as volunteers and, and people who love our game yeah. of promoting it ourselves. I think you know there is some infighting. Yes, there is, but I mean we do a fantastic job. I think of raising rising above that yeah. and sort of. Uh, and um, you know, I mean, look at look at sort of we have to fight for our own sponsors. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have to fight for. You know, and, and sort of, it's not easy. No, uh, we're not. a world sport. We, you know, we compete with so many other sports, but we do a fantastic job. So I think we've got to look at the good things we do as well. We've come a lo- long way, I think, in the last five or two yeah. years. Certainly since I stopped playing Saturdays, yes. um, you see how, how much better we are at certain things. So I think we're just going to keep going, and and hopefully the next generation of people, we, you know, that'll, that'll be working for the West and, and in the media won't be actually, you know, they'll be more inclined to write about our own sport. Oh, absolutely. Look, and, and Ben Smith, ben who Smith, is also one of ben. our contributors, is, is certainly Friend of the show. getting a lot more on there. He's had, he's had some criticism about the articles he's written, and particularly the one about Liam Reddy. But um, look, at the end yeah. of the day, um, I think, you know, uh, look, Pete, you and I get on really well. I know for at least 180 minutes for this yeah. for this season, I'm going to hate you. But then after that, we, we, <laughs> dislike, dislike. But, no, no, yeah. be ab- abject hatred. Oh but but once once that final whistle's blown, back to shaking hands and getting on with the future. So that's how we need to be. Look, the, when we play a game, it's war. That's what happens when you cross that white line. You're in battle. And then once it's over yep. and done with, we just get on and we and we all work together mm. to to make the the game grow. All right, Pete, been great having you on. Go ahead, um, Pete. Great to have you on on the show today, and uh, best of luck with Swan this afternoon or this evening. Rather, thanks very much, very much, guys. Love, love, love you being on again. And uh, if you get a chance, come down and uh, watch us uh, this year at Calamunda. It'd be great to um, see so, you there. So you're doing the halftime comedy show or what? 
Oh, yeah, I'll be doing the. I've got the pom-poms out and everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, mate. Tell uh, thanks, guys. See you, guys. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, Pete Merger, former player um, and obviously president now of the uh, Maddington. Always generous with his time. Oh, absolutely. Look at... And, and the, the comments I made, like I said, that they, are, they are my perceptions. Yeah. And as you say, Ben Smith, uh, friend of the show, we love him. And, yeah. and he is doing the best he can within the organisation that he works for. Absolutely. And look, he's, he's also got some constraints course put there by that. Everyone's got you constraints. Know? You work for an organisation, every yeah. organisation will put constraints on you as a worker. That's fine and that's the, uh, the contract you sign. And uh, like I said, those opinions that you just heard during that interview are of the author alone and do not reflect Radio Fremantle. It's uh, presenters or board. Yeah, no, look, it, it, we're all entitled to an opinion and, and that's the thing. That's what makes this game great. All right, we're going to go to an ad break. We'll be back after this with Jesse Racy, who is the Glory E-League player. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Hi, I'm Peter Skeeler. Everyone seems to think I'm the ultimate wingman and full of helpful information. It's true, I am. My passion is trivia and Australian football statistics. Check out aleaguestats.com, my website where you can follow all the stats and results from the men's and women's A-leagues from the beginning of time, or at least 2005 and 2008 respectively. You're listening into the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle, and we appreciate you tuning in. The top station on your radio dial, Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Okay, the thoughts and opinion of Hugh Best are not the, a reflection no, on mine. the thoughts or feelings of Radio Fremantle. They're completely Hugh Best. That's alone. right. That's why I don't come every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, good on you, Hugh. I love it when you get fired up. Um, oh. <laughs> now, talking about um, media coverage and everything else, one of the areas that doesn't seem to have any problem because they're tapped right into the modern media streams is the E-League. Yep. And the E-League has been going around for a while. They've had a major revamp this year. And part of that major revamp is... Uh, a new batch of young players, and one joining us now who sounds disgustingly young is Jesse Racy. Good morning, Jesse. Morning, How Jess. are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, how are you going? Good, mate. Um, yeah, having a good Easter there. I hope you need deep in Easter eggs. I oh, thought I didn't catch that. So, yeah, the um, reception just got a bit dodgy there. So, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't worth talking about. Um, <laughs> Now, uh, you're the Glory E-League player. Um, there's two, I believe, for this season. Yes, that is correct, yes. So there's yourself and, and uh, Marcus Gomez? Uh, it's his brother, yeah, Dylan Gomez. Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Dylan. 
Yeah, no, well, the, the Gomez boys are very talented. Yeah. Um, I'm more interested in your journey into the um, Glory shirt this year because there's been a major de- departure. The last few years, they've gone through and they've taken some of the best um, e-gamers from around Australia and brought them in. Your pathway was very different. How did you end up where you are? Uh, so um, I started competing more two years ago. Um, it was so um, I represented Glory last year as well in the E League. So it's my second season this year. Yeah. So um, yeah, um, the journey's been good. So I've um, I was in the past E League competition last year. So they they've run that again this year where um, the um, clubs get and have a look at some of the upcoming players. And yeah, we've had I think five or four or five um, selected from that competition again this year for other clubs. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little pathway to um, provide others with chances of getting in as well. So that's what got my foot in the um, door more. Um, and, yeah, through Football West as well, who um, runs some switch on sport tournaments, I think it's called. So, yeah, yeah I competed in them too. So, yeah, that, that helps out as well. So um, do, you, do you play yourself out in the park or are you you're completely e-gaming now? So um, this is the first season I've not played um, played out. So last few years I've been playing MPL 18 for um, uh, for Gwell up and Floriot. So um, I played as a keeper and um, before that I played outfield for um, baseboard and that. So yeah, um, I'm, yeah, I've changed into coaching this year alongside um, playing the um, playing FIFA. So yeah, it's, it's a nice little um, journey. So a little change, but yeah, I'm still involved actively in the, um, yeah, the football. Yeah, good to hear. And um, obviously a Glory fan. Uh, do you support any other teams? Yeah, so um, alongside Glory, I support Man City from the Premier League. So, um, yeah. yeah. Are we Glory hanging up now? City, <laughs> city why, why Man City? Uh, many, um, when I start, first started playing, um, it, was, it was acting through FIFA. So I, I think my brother, we always just did Man City, Man United, and right. I just yeah, fell in love with Man City, and then I've followed them ever since. So, yeah, I just, I just love Man City, but that's the um, quick story. Through, that, yeah, through FIFA is why I support them. So, yeah, that was yeah. back in, like, 2014, I think it was. So, yeah. Pre-pep. Pre-pep. <laughs> I know, pre-pep, yeah. So um, as far as your, your e-gaming goes... Um, I mean, there's, I suppose there's, there's lots of guys out there, and I know we, we've already spoken about Marcus and Dylan, who kind of make this their living. Is that where you see yourself going? I, it would be great, yeah. I, I just want to, yeah, keep improving, improving. So um, it's, it's, it is hard playing from Perth because it is, it's so far from the Sydney server. So um, it always gives the others a little little advantage. But I, I love, yeah, I love going in more as the um, underdog. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to make it as far as I can go. So yeah. I'm willing to put in the work to get as high up as I can. And, yeah, the, the aim goal is to end up being one of the top players in yeah, in Oceania. So yeah. that, that's the goal for me. So um, when you're playing these games, they're, they're all online and you're playing against the, the, the E-League players from around Australia and New Zealand. Um, and you said the server's in Sydney. So you're playing someone in Sydney or Auckland um, from Perth. Yeah, so, um, yeah, all games are connected through that Sydney server. So whenever I'm playing another player, so um, let's say I'm versing someone from New Zealand. Um, so I've got two of them coming up, actually. Um, yeah, we're both connected to Sydney server. So, um, yeah, the same as someone from Sydney, they'll be close to the server and have a better connection than I would. So, 
yeah, it's all the little factors and stuff. But yeah, I enjoy doing it. So um, yeah, I'm not gonna complain of, uh, complain about the service. Oh look, it's, it's it's nice to see that the the E League is actually representing the Sydney-based favouritism that's in the oh, real game. More so. conspiracy theories. <laughs> Here we go. You might you missed that term. Nah, no, it's not the E League anyway. That's just yeah, where the um the Australian server is. So um that's the case, unfortunately. Yeah, but, um, I know. Yeah, it's nothing to do with the yeah, E-League. So, uh, I think another departure this year is that you used to play um, one player on Xbox and yeah. another one on PS5. So now um, all players are now playing on the PS5? Yes, that's correct, yeah. So this year they've um, put it... I think last year they introduced that a bit as well. Um, it was just um, more PS5. But this year they've got um, the two competitors from each club, so me and Dylan... Um, we're both in separate groups, so there's two groups of 12. Yep. So, um, yeah, you have someone from each of the A-League clubs in both groups. So, yeah, um, that's how they've done it this year. And then, yeah, you play two games a day for, um, yeah, for six weeks. So it comes to a total of 11 games, I, I believe it is, yeah. Mm. So why is why would they change? Because wasn't it last year it was uh, four groups of six? Uh, yeah, they did that last year. So, um, yeah, this has been a um, much bigger and better um, revamp, I reckon. So um, last year they had um, the four groups of six um, and each player only played five games. So um, yeah. Yeah, it was a one-legged um, one-legged game this year. They've made They're it two-legged games. Two -legged games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's much better, much more gameplay as well. So yeah. Yeah, it's for the viewers as well. Yeah. And, and the platform you're playing, obviously, is the, the FIFA 22. Uh, what's that, sorry? What game are you using FIFA 22 as the basis, I take it? Uh, yeah, so FIFA 22, um, yes, yeah, so um, that was the last year's yeah. one. So, yeah, FIFA 23 is the one we've got um, this year. So that was, um, yeah, completely different games, really. Yeah, all the stuff that worked um, last year, uh, most of it doesn't work in this year's game. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. And you you can select a side um, of your choosing. I think I saw Mbappe scoring a, a goal for glory under your tutelage. Sensational. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, thankfully through EA, they um, provide us and the Ely work hard to get this. We get a um, fully unlocked account, so we access yeah, every player in the um, in the game. But um, we are required to use two players from our Ely club. So, yeah, from Glory, I've been using uh, Match Hatch from left back and Adam Taggart up front. So, Tags, cool. Yeah. Uh, Why wouldn't you? Ha how's his hamstring? Is he okay? <laughs> Yeah, he's all right at the moment, yeah. So hopefully he sticks that way. <laughs> hey. um, I suppose, look, you, you mentioned that uh, you get a, access to a fully unlocked game. Just how how good is that? Yeah. Oh, it's great, yeah. So it provides, yeah, um, yeah, the equal, um, equal account for everyone. The A-League players can, um, yeah, the A-League players can get their mix. So, um, yeah, so that's the only difference is usually yeah. everyone uses a similar similar team and the A-League players then are the um, other different. So. Yeah. So do you yeah, come up against Pele on a regular basis or not? Uh, what was that, sorry? Does Pele get a, uh, a jersey in any of the uh, the teams? Pele hasn't for me. I know some of the others are using Pele, but, so, um, yeah. yeah, I'm enjoying my yeah, R9 up front and Mbappe. So, yeah, yeah. alongside Taggart, of course. Can't Jesse, how, how do we get to watch these games? Uh, so it's, it's streamed through um, Twitch. So it's through twitch.tv and Twitch. then it's E-League Australia. So that's how, yeah, you can watch in. Yeah, and there's the also keep keep up on the YouTube channel as uh, another way of catching up with the, the the chat and the banter and a whole lot of other parts of the game. It's on keep up as well. Yeah. 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 
Well, I didn't see that. I've got keep up. Yeah. No, no, look, it, it's... I suppose that's the other thing now with the the development of the game over the years. Um, the, the the players themselves were very much in the background, um, but yeah. they've, they've now been trying to push the personality of the, the e-player as well. Um, how do you, you take on... What's your take on that? Yes, I, I think it's important. So you can see um, they are trying to yeah, push... Um, Pushing, getting the um, players more known. So even the other day, I um, spoke with one of the E-League guys who, yeah, have just done a little interview stuff from the players. So they are they're, they're doing really a, a really good job on yeah, um, trying to get it involved. They probably need to keep going and pushing it so the players do um, yeah get known around, of course, country and that. But yeah, yeah they're making improvement, which is always nice to see that they're caring about um, they're caring about the players. And and do you play under Boom FC for a reason, or is that no, I don't know. Well, I chose Boom FC. Um, yeah, again, when I set up my um, PlayStation account um, many years ago, I just I just put Boom FC for some reason, and there's actually no real reason. And I've no. stuck with it since. So, yeah, my ultimate team name is Boom FC. So, yeah, I don't know why I've actually stuck with that for that long. I just... Yeah. Well, that, oh, boy, that boy's that chat I was going to have about Anastasia. I thought it was, uh, you know, the, from the FIFA World Cup, Anson. So, um, obviously, this year there's a there's a $10,000 prize, but also yeah. the, the top three scoring players um, get to play in the EA Sports um, Oceana playoffs um, with an opportunity then to be playing in the eSports FIFA uh, 23 Global Series playoff. Um, just how how massive is that from a, a gaming perspective? Oh, it's massive, yeah. So that, that's, my, that's my goal throughout the whole year. So um, it's good to see the, um, the E-League got the three spots into the um, Global, uh, the, the Oceana playoff. So um, I believe it's eight. So three get the, um, entry into that through the E-League and five get entry through... Um, through the um, qualifiers, which is um, four run each year. Yeah. So I'm currently, yeah, so I'm currently ranked 11th um, in Oceania at the moment. Wow. So, yeah, I need to um, try and get it up a few more spots and, um, yeah, try and get into that, that top that top eight area. Jason, so, um, with, yeah. with that um, regulation that you need two players from the, the, the club you're representing, how do you find that, so if you were to qualify, say, coming up against Manchester City, when they're using you know, say two of their best players, um, you know, no disrespect to, to Tags. I love the boy, but, um, you know, Harlan or Tags, I know which one I'd much rather have in my E-League team. Mm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, luckily that's only just for the um, the E-League. So if we um, if we make it through to the knockouts of the E-League, yeah. um, it's just a, 11, it's a full 11 team of your choice. You oh. don't need to use the, the A-League players anymore. Wow. To make it, so it's more an equal opportunity for everyone because... Um, even even in the group stage, um, if you look at your Melbourne cities and that, um, yep. they have uh, yeah they have much um, better players to choose from. But um, yeah, it, it's a it's a nice idea. But um, I, I'd hope in future years they maybe move it to the um, you can have a player from your club and the other club you're birthing. Yep. I think that would then make it oh, a good plan. Yeah, fair thing. So um, mm. as soon as we get through the um, E League, all other games um, you have. You can use whichever players you want. Um, there is restrictions stages, but with the unlocked account, um, you can use whichever players to, um, you want in the um, competition. Yeah, because um, I think Hatch against um, Harlan could be an interesting, interesting <laughs> matchup. Yeah. Yeah. So can I ask Jesse if, if you're playing in that uh, unlocked uh, full availability, who who replaces Taggart in that team? 
So how much time do you spend playing FIFA at home? Good question. Uh, I've been, it, it varies on the day. So now I've gone um, back to TAFE. So I'm studying a um, education support course. So, um, I, and with the training for my um, team, my coach, um, I don't have much time during the week now. So I try and get at least, I try and get an hour in a day. Um, but yeah, some days I can do a couple on the weekend. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll generally do three or four hours normally. So yeah, it, it all depends on what I've got on and, um, yeah, can I fit it in? Yeah. And did you ever get told off for spending far too much time on the PlayStation? A little bit, but, yeah, <laughs> my parents are, yeah, very supportive of it. So, yeah. Um, that's all, I was going to say, what's your mum's face like now when you, you look yeah. at her and go, mum, you said you'd be going nowhere, yeah. look. Yeah, where do you think you're going? You're not going to school. Get yourself back down in front of that TV. <laughs> yeah, how dare you go? Get back on there. I want you at least number 10 by the end of the week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but they've, they've been great, yeah. So um, as I started moving up over, yeah, because I only started playing Ultimate Team, I think, three years ago it was. Yeah. So um, that's when I started um, taking it more seriously and I slowly moved up the ranks. So um, it, it's been a nice, um, nice eventful journey so far. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah um, it's been good and I just want to yeah, keep going up. So yeah, it, it's nice um, where I am at the moment. So yeah. And nice to have the support of the glory. Um, yeah, with that as well. Yeah, um, it, it's it's great being involved with glory. Um, yeah, because since I started um, playing back in year twenty fourteen, so after that World Cup final, I started getting involved in um, football. So yeah, um, I've followed glory ever since. I um, I love going to the games. It's nice um, being able to represent my um, my my team. So yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And what would you say to, you know, someone who's a young teenager out there who's hooked on the game, um, who wants to be where you are, wants to be where Dylan and Marcus Gomez are, um, they want to be an E-League champion, um, what would you tell them? Make sure, make sure you work, but um, yes. it's not, it's, like, it's important for me, but... Um, Make sure you like get, get all your school work done. That because you don't want to just put all your eggs in, in one basket. You yeah, you need to make sure you um you're getting everything that you need out of yeah out of your life, of course. Um, but yeah, keep pushing it in your in your free time and that practice as much as you can. Watch watch your games back. Look to um look to see what you can do better and yeah. um yeah, just keep practicing really. Just practice, of course, just makes you better and better. Absolutely. Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. Look, Jesse, it's been wonderful having you on this morning. Um, I know for a lot of teens out there, you are living the dream and living your best life. So well done and good on you. Glad to see the glory again behind yourself and the other player in Marcus. uh, No, Dylan, isn't it, Um, as well. And uh, best of luck. When's When's the next round start? After the next round, um, not this Tuesday, um, the following Tuesday, um, I've got two two important games, and then there's one the following Tuesday as well. So that they'll round up the group stage, and hopefully I'll be through for the knockouts after that. So You're not hopefully, yeah. you're going through the knockout stage, mate. Yeah, absolutely. We, we want that. to see we want to see you in that knockout stage, okay. and obviously anyone who wants to follow you can can watch you on Twitch or or keep up on the YouTube channel. Yes, that, yeah, perfect. That's exactly that. Yeah. 
Excellent. Thank you very much, Jesse. All right, perfect. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, good on you, Jess. All right, Jesse Racing. SIS, stay in school, kids. Absolutely. Well, no, no, look, you're a very excitable young man. Um, great to see that we've, we've got a presence in there and that we're supporting local youth as well. Um, I might have to have a chat with uh, Mr Sage and see about uh, representing the Glory at Subutio. I'm off to the Asian World Cup, uh, the Asian yeah. Cup in, in, in Tokyo. I've, I've got my accommodation and uh, flights booked for that. So. Yeah, it's good. And also there's a Subutio event on today. There is, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm playing right now as we speak. No, wait a minute. I am. Um, yeah, it's just down the road at Coburn. So you want to come on down, 22 Titchbourne Street, Coburn Central. Um, yeah, you'll see uh, myself and, uh, and the lads in action. We've got a supporter down there today. A supporter. Yeah, wow, yeah, it's great. Look, it's worth it just to go down there and see you, Hugh. So, well, you know, you know, it's free autograph. So, you know, just form an orderly queue, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, look, look, the thing is, we, this game is so good. You can have, you can play it in so many different ways. It doesn't matter whether you're blind, disabled. Um, you know, if yep. you can't, if you've got no talent on the pitch, you can <laughs> you can play Sabutio, you can play E League, you can like we did at school. Play with a bit, a bit of rolled up blotting paper yep. on the desk with your fingers, you know. The, well, as, this as game we Shane, played Shane Skinner. Anyway. I mean, he started as, as a youth and realised, um, no disrespect to you, Shane, listening, uh, that uh, his talent on the field of play, kicking the ball, wasn't going to get him to where he wanted to be. Guess what? He took up the whistle. Now he's playing in the A League. Next step for him is international. So yes, absolutely. The, the, like I say, Sean, there's yep. the, there's no impediment to where you want to be. No, exactly. And then Hard when you work, look at practice, other, other sides of it, um, Pete's very much involved in the stats. That's then right. you look at other people yeah, yeah. Um, that are involved in the historical side ben of it. Smith, doing the journalist side yeah. of things. Yeah, there's a role for everyone. Absolutely. It doesn't you know, matter what level you are, where you are in the world, you can play this game right. one way or Somebody another. Somebody has to so. come and bring me my drinks when I'm at Ashfield. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, look, I think the the E-League really tapping into that youth market yeah. um, and obviously... Oh, huge into, in Europe. Huge in Europe. And, yes. and the Americans, um, So, from what I understand, I suppose we should have asked Jesse the question, but um, began sort of getting traction in Europe. Then the Americans went, hang on a minute, and then it was a European-American rivalry. But and, it's absolutely it the world. next level in Asia. Um, oh, and in electronic, Asia. electronic right. gaming in general is just next level, particularly in the Asian market. Yeah. And you've got, you know, unfortunately, some people yeah. there that haven't followed Jesse's rules and had some life balance yes. who have actually... Um, died playing games because that's all they did. Well, I mean, when I was playing uh, Gran Turismo on uh, PS4, I was playing against people all around Asia. You Mm. could see from their their login details where they were from and you think, holy crap, you know, like... We're, we're different time zones, we're in different countries, and yet we're playing and have the same passion for... I found the same Medal of Honour and all those sorts Medal of Honour's another one? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, Absolutely. I think the, the, the pack that we were in, it was there was people from every different nation. Yep. It was just, yeah, incredible. Yep. All righty. So um, we've got Chris Brady yep. coming up next. So we'll go to an ad break and we'll be back after this with Chris Brady from Kingsley Westside. Brilliant. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www futsalwa.org.au
You're listening to the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle. We are proud to be the longest-running football show on radio in Australia. Join myself, Penny Tannerhoth, Pete Skeller, Sean Kelly and Hugh Best every Saturday morning in the 10am to noon space. You will hear football conversations with a range of guests and gurus. The show lands as a podcast on our website and you can subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening in to the World Football Program. You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9. Now, Hugh, lots of football out there this lovely Easter Saturday, um, starting off with the uh, State League First Division. Yeah, State League First Division. Uh, No. I've got the State League Second Division. Oh, well, we'll do the important one first then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no so worries. we start with that one first. We've got Ashfield against Kingsley Westside. We yeah. can talk to Chris about that one. Uh, Canning versus Joondalup City. Karamar uh, Sam, Shamrock Rovers against Wanneroo City. Morley Windmills against Curtin Uni. Balga will play Queens. And as we heard Pete Emerger say, uh, Maddington, Kalamunda, Whitey. White City will play Swan at six. The other games are kicking off at, at three o'clock. And in the first division, we've got some interesting games coming up there. I haven't got them in front of me. I think oh, we've, we've, well, oh, we've got Gwellup versus Thanks, Go- Gosnells. <laughs> June, June Lup United versus Mum. Uh, UWA Nedlands versus Subiaco. Rockingham versus uh, Knights. And Forestfield will play Dianella. So Sean. It's the only lot of fixtures I've done in front of me. And, yeah. Oh, I've got like one that. job. One job. I, I know. And I love messing it up. Um, somebody else I love talking to is Chris Brady, who morning, is the Chris. president of Kingsley Westside. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Yes. Good, mate. Yeah, no, it's been been a good morning. Just finished talking to Jesse Racy from the Perth Glory E League, and he's it's quite an upbeat young man. He has a, that effect on you, so it's good. Oh, good. Well, hopefully, I can change that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you always do, Chris. No, look, um, lots of things happening with Kingsley Westside, and I suppose look, the the big step was the the, the clubhouse at Chichester Reserve. Oh, yeah. um, a massive upgrade, and from what I've seen on on the net, looks looks magnificent. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, um, <laughs> look, it's chalk, it's chalk and cheese to what the club um, played out of the last thirty years. Um, you know. As, as a club, as our club sort of progressed over the last few years, it's become clear that what was there just wasn't fit for purpose. And yep. the city of June, up to their credit, um, you know, at a time of uh, very, a time of very hot construction market, um, made the jump. They committed to build it at the end of 2021, and uh, we got in there this week. So we got we got the keys to the kingdom. Um, few days out from our first state league home game so yeah, yeah a few challenges a few challenges last year you know we had to shift our state league games to a temporary ground in Hillary's uh training was out of dongers and that sort of stuff but i think everyone accepted a bit, bit of short-term pain uh for what is a fantastic new facility so uh, so we're wrapped absolutely wrapped and we host uh maddington in our first home game next saturday wow now so um... maddington Madison Yes. Yep. Yeah. No. We've just been talking to Peter this morning. Uh, they're looking forward to it. So it'd be um, they're, they're really enjoying their second spell back in there. Um, yeah. I think I think it's um, I think it's pretty fitting actually. Like, listen to Pete. I mean, I've, I've known Pete for years, and hearing him chat earlier, it's interesting because we were probably saying the same things three or four years ago when we first came in the state league about that adjustment. Yeah. So 
Um, and it's kind of fitting, I guess, that we play those guys next week because the two clubs both came through the right way by winning the amateur prems and then yeah. coming up to the state league. So looking forward to uh, having a chat to him and welcoming. And, and also week. through an amalgamation route because um, yeah. you know back then you also amalgamated with Westside. So how's that relationship going? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, so that's for probably in, I think, the fourth year now um, of the... I mean, well, I mean, going back to 2019, we thought we were, we were a pretty good chance of um, of getting into the State League. We'd assembled a pretty strong team in the Amateur Prem, so we looked at options. Um, Kingsley, Kingsley has, hadn't had youth teams for probably yeah. about 10 years, um, so we looked at what were some, some quick-fire options. We probably couldn't set anything up internally because we just didn't have the room. Um, we looked at change to a couple of other clubs to see if they want to merge. And Westside just ticked a lot of boxes because we sort of it was a bit of a yin and yang. We they they had a very strong junior setup, but yeah. they had no seniors, so they were, they were leaking players out. We had a good seniors, but we had no juniors. And we'd also we'd had probably three or four players that come through our club into sort of the, the amateur prem squad. And if I remember correct, if I remember correctly, Chris, there was a lot of people courting Westside because they yeah. obviously have a very strong junior development system and they were feeding into a, a range of clubs. But I think most of those other clubs were interested in them for quite the wrong reasons. Yeah. And you were ad- able to um, allay those fears with them when, when you made your merger. Yeah, we, 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 I think we both went in um, we both went in pretty, you know, with eyes wide open. Uh, we did our due diligence on each other. Um, we, we had some pretty clear rules in place. I mean, a lot of the parents, when they when they hear a um, when they hear a uh, you know a senior teams coming in, um, they straight away think that they're coming in for your money. Yeah. Um, that, that wasn't the case. We 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 still do. We we run separate books. Yeah. Um, so the two entities run separate financials. Wow. Um, and we we basically we went in really to plug gaps that both teams had. And yeah. the way it's structured is we have a, a junior committee up at Burns Beach, a senior committee at, at Chichester, mm-hmm. then we have an, an overarching board um, that combines the two, and that's led by um, Paul Thorogood as, as the chairman. Yeah. Um, and so far, so good. I mean, I mean, I guess looking back on it three or four years later, probably now, and, and you are right, I mean, back 2018, 2019, um, there was a really strong pipeline of, of, of players coming through. I think Sean Darcy had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Sean was the, the technical director at the time of Westside, and he he ended up moving on. And I think that's one of the, that's one of the things we are sort of in a position now where um, we really need to try and somehow get that pipeline of 12s and up a lot stronger. Yeah, which is very challenging because. Um, we're surrounded by NPL clubs. Yeah. Surrounded by junior NPL clubs. Well, I suppose that's that's the thing, though. You've got a a, a very congested market up there. Yeah. And I know there are clubs yeah. um, who are complaining about not having facilities and not having um, you know the space to play. And and you're in that market. You've now got yourself a really good club room. You've got some really yeah. a large junior section mm-hmm. feeding through. I know that your yeah. first team has got guys in there that were in your 18s two or three yeah. years ago. Um, so, you know, there's there's lots of great things happening there and it's it's more about being involved in your club. But within that congested market, do you have issues? Do you have to share grounds with other clubs or is it you've, you've got full use of your own facility? And, and just to yeah, add to so that, we are quite it, lucky in that. Sorry, mate, I was going to say, enough. and just to add to that, is there player movement? Because, I mean, you know, like I say, as Sean was saying, there's a couple of clubs that are playing in a... You know, a couple of divisions higher than than Kingsley Westside. 
you see players with that sort of ambition going, well, thank you very much, this is as far as I can go at this club, and move down the road? Yeah, it's happened in the past. I mean, it happened quite probably more so in, in, in Sundays. We had players who get tapped up to go go play in the state league or, or even the NPL. Usually, and usually that came down to finances. If someone right. was playing some amateurs, not getting any money for it, and someone taps them on the shoulder and offers offers yeah. them a couple hundred bucks, um, then then they go. You know, the young guys who got to pay mortgages and rentals and all that sort of yep. stuff. Yeah. You, you know, always always go without blessing. Um, what was the question? I lost track of what we were talking about. <laughs> that's my, that's my <laughs> no, it was about the congestion and, and what impacts that has on you because obviously there are lots of people looking at you going, well, why'd they get a clubhouse and we we haven't even got yeah. change rooms, you know? It, 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 it's, I mean, where the congestion is, like I was saying before, probably when we hit, hit that 12 and up is where the congestion hits because we've yeah. got probably five, five or six junior NPL clubs on our doorstep. And so mm. what we're looking at now is how do we, how do we position ourselves to... To offer value and a proper pathway to to, you know, to parents who <laughs> get you know get stars in their eyes and want the kids going to go play NPL, um, we are, we're an affordable. Yeah, you know, we're very community focused. We're affordable. Yeah. Um, the, the, the fees are much more affordable than the NPL clubs, um, and obviously we have a, a pathway through the state league football. If if you you know if you. If you Good enough. And I suppose, um, look, so my, my own club had this philosophy that we're, we're trying to be the best non-NPL club outside the NPL and provide yeah. a pathway f- for kids that, you know, you, you can't afford the, the, the money that some of those NPL clubs are charging for what is yeah. basically a, a product or a, 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 a trade name. And mm. I honestly don't think that they're, they're any better than what's out there in the State League. Yeah. A lot of those State League 18s are very capable of rolling yeah. an MPL 18. So, um, yeah. you know, there's, to me, the... the, the I, mean, that's, that's what we're, I mean, that's what we're trying to work on. The, the brand is the problem. It's, yeah, it's the branding and, and it's the strategies. And it's also educating parents that, um, you know, you can stay at this club and have a, you know, and be part of something, be part of a, be part of a strong club culture um, and have a proper pathway for all your kids through to play state league. But, you know, like I said, they get stars in their eyes, and they did. Well, what we're finding, they, they go disappear for two or three years, and they come back. Yeah. Um, so when we're running um, under 18s trials, um, they're all, they're all coming back after two or three years. So they're saying, all right, we probably shouldn't have left in the first place. So well, what we try, need to try and do is just try and stop that leakage. Um, but I suppose if if you're doing what you said uh, properly, like from 12s to 16s, if you're running yeah. a very efficient and a very um, well-run 12s to 16s, you shouldn't need to run 18s trials. You should have no, more, more than enough ideally. 18s that you don't no, need to be 100%. running a trial. 100%. That's probably yeah. the gap that we've got at the moment. Yeah. We're, yeah. Losing, we're leaking when the kids get onto the full-size pitch because the NPL kicks in. Yeah. So it's how do we, how do we, you know, what, what strategies we put in place to stop that leakage? And you're not uh, the only so one. That, you know, so for under 18s is basically, you know, 60, 70, 80% kids from within the club. Good. Yeah. You know? um, so... Challenging though. Oh, you look around. So some of the biggest junior setups in this state still run trials for under 18s, yeah, and wrong. then it's and then are yeah, still yeah. trying to drag in players it's to wrong. their 18s and, oh, and their yeah, reserves. Yeah, they, yeah, they have their 18s development squad. Yeah, their yeah. Development squad yeah. Re- re- <laughs> yeah, and you think yeah, you've got, 18 reserve side? But if you've got 1,200 kids, you'd, you'd think oh, you'd be able to develop some of them up. And then I know because obviously, um, in a club that doesn't have a very strong junior setup. Um, you know, we're bringing in players from from other setups that 
weren't able to give them that run, and yet some of those are now even at 18 or 19 playing first team. So the the quality's there. I think we just don't provide enough opportunity. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. And I guess just a question about the facilities. Um, look, yeah, 100% right. It, it's very congested. Everyone's, everyone's competing to, you know, to get, get, get the dollars spent on them. Yeah. Um, this one probably probably been about 10 years in the making. Yeah. Um, when you go right back to sort of, um, you know, the state of the Chichester facility. Yep. Yep. And then, um, you know, going through that process of getting council buy-in and then going through yep. design and community consultation and construction. So probably 10 years from go to woe. So, yeah, definitely uh, not a quick process. And, yeah. You know, a lot, of, a lot of patience, a lot of diplomacy along the way. And um, but, um, yeah, I think, I think in the long run, it's... It, you know, we're, we're winning in the long run. Whilst the uh, the clubhouse has been done, has anything been done about the water polo pitch oh, there? Because you, you know, I, no, a couple of times there when I was going down, going yeah, down the wing, I had to switch to the yeah. to freestyle or the breaststroke, yeah. depending on. No, I, I had the, uh, the, the the misfortune of calling off a few games there yeah. as a as a referee. Has the uh, the, the, the diving, yeah, you know, the, the the judges awarding uh, yeah. to dive into the swimming pool. It's nice. No, to be fair, the council fixed that about two years ago. Oh, good. So they did a big drainage job there. Yeah. They don't get those massive flood events yep. on there. Good. Um, so so that's, <laughs> that's, that's certainly helped. So yeah. we are lucky. In the last five years, we've had 100 lux floodlights, had the drainage fix, and now we've got the club room. Um, I guess um, the, the ground does get a lot of use, though. So we're yeah. on there. Woodvale plans for Sundays. I don't think the Christian Association is on there this year. Um, but it does get a lot of use. And so, you know... I'll be interested to see how it's looking at the end of uh, at the end of this season. Uh, yeah. So, so what do you see well, uh, as being the answer to that congestion up there? Obviously, there's lots of clubs. Some of them been around, um, you know, five minutes. Some of them been around twenty odd years or more. Um, you know, there's there's obviously not enough room for everybody to do that, and for the city of Joondalup to then provide everybody that's got a club with you know a facility like yours is is draining money from elsewhere. Um, is there an answer? Do cl- more clubs need to merge or to have um, MOUs or something? Well, that, that yeah. I, think, I think the first things first is Football West. have they, they make it really hard now for new clubs to come in. Yeah. Um, so they're putting geographical separation needs. You know, I think you've got to be 5 or 10Ks from an existing club before they'll, they'll even look at you. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's a battle for attention to get the facilities. So, I mean, you know, you look at... Been like United have been fighting this battle for you know probably going back ten years or so now. Yeah. Um, and you know I, I don't I don't even know what the the solution is to the issues that they've got going on currently. Um, so look, I think we'll make hay while the sun shines. The, the council committed a lot of money to, to, to this facility. They want to maximise usage of it. Um, so you know we're the primary user during the winter, but cricket will be yeah. on there during summer. Um, Woodvale Football Club also gets some usage on the Sunday. So, you know, they're making sure that all the community user groups are maximising it. And I guess now that this is done, they'll be looking at what, what you know, what's the next one? Is it to go and, I don't know, upgrade Warrandyte or do something at one of the other yeah. parks around yeah. town? But there's only so much money to go around. That's right. No, that's right. That's what I'm saying. If, if they... I, am a, I am a rate payer. I am a rate payer. <laughs> yeah. As well. So watching those rates going up every year. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> yeah, but also, I mean, it, it's a lot of lot of different clubs to spend a lot of money on, which then will reduce yeah. the money that's available to those other clubs. And, you know, yeah. I know like Kingsway have spent a fortune on theirs, most of which they've generated themselves. But um, yeah. it's always going to be hard when you've got that congestion up there. Um 
moving away from that, off the pitch, stability seems to be at the core of your club. You've been around the, the club forever. Um, and then you, 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 well, you have been, you know, um, man and boy. And then you've got um, Steve Dimitrovic, you, your coach, is now in his seventh season. You know, when you look at the Premier yeah, League, right. sacked 12 coaches this season, you know, obviously that's not something that's in your in your bag of tricks there. You're not focused firmly on the on the results that you know in the league it's about where the club is developing as a whole yeah no 100% Steve's a part of the the fabric of our club him and and Stuart Montgomery Um, I don't think I can imagine the club without them to be honest they've they've been they've been leading the the Premier League sides into the State League they've assembled a pretty good side this year as well I think we're going to be um, hopefully there or thereabouts at the end of the season to push up um, to Division 1 but we have got stability we've got, got people on there exec committee who've been around the club for, for the 10, 10, 15 years, um, seeing the club go from a, you know, a pub team, basically, yeah. um, into... A posh pub a, team. You know, a posh pub a, team. A, a, a slightly better pub team. No, our amateurs are now knocking on the door again of the, um, the Premier League. We've now got women's football, huge focus on women and girls football yeah. up at Bramston as well, uh, and plus our other senior teams. So the growth has been huge um you know I've, i think i've been it's my eighth year i think and when i first went down there was eight teams uh, sorry there was three teams um and now there's i don't know there's over 30 um, yeah. so it's you know growth's good but it's got to be sustained you've got to have the facilities and you've got to have the right people overseeing it so yeah yeah, yeah. it's 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 a fun ride, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, look, I've had, I've had this conversation before with people. And I suppose the thing is that, you know, you, you could, if you wanted to, if you, if you had one of those set-for-life um, lotto wins, you could probably have a team that you would yeah. get yourself into the Premier League, but you're still in a dog-walking park. And then, yeah. you know, if you, if you don't have the facility, so, you, you know, you could spend all that money on a facility and still be playing in amateur Division 5. So... You know, it's a balancing act that you've got to you've got to walk between the two, and sometimes your team will be better than your facility, and your facility will be better than your team or club. But you know, I think if you've got the right infrastructure, that that certainly helps. And then when you look at the the league as a whole, or or the game as a whole, I, I think people get it wrong. They talk about the sport; it's it's an entertainment field. Yes, at amateur level, it's a sport for your own fitness and and health and fun, but as a State League and MPL and A League is an entertainment business, and these the, the guys out there are the equivalent of your actors. And you know we're we're on a local radio station, and that's really where the the first division and second division are. And then you've got local TV, which is where the MPL is, and then you've got national TV, which is A League. That's where they call players. But we are we are just players on the stage. Players on the stage, exactly right. Well done, mm. quoted Shakespeare. Good work. That's a very philosophical outlook. I know. Where'd so that come I'll from? Probably, <laughs> probably, probably agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Most people think I'm as deep as a puddle, but sometimes I, I surprise myself. <laughs> Pete, can we can we ask you about um, Jalen Pearman? I mean, he came through Westside. He's now in the uh, train-on squad for the under-17 um, uh, young Matildas, or oh, the Joey squad. Uh, did you have much to do with him, or do you know much about him? Young Matildas. No, I think, I think, yeah, well, I'm I think, Joey's. I'm I think he. Um, I think he left. I think he left side a few years back. Yeah. Um, before he before, might have even been pre-merger. So I'm not. Oh, okay, free merger because uh, mm. I'm, I'm looking at the um, the www.soccerroos.com.au and they've got him listed as Westside FC Football West. Uh, but his, yeah, uh, his host club is Perth Glory. Yeah. So that's good news. 
Yeah, I think, I think, I think it was a few years. I think it was a few years back. I'm sure Darcy is someone probably a better person after that. Don't worry. Can you put the phone to him then? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Sorry, one, one of the things that you do have, Chris, you have quite a presence in, in the in the social media Sorry, uh, and social media streams. And I see one of the, the things going on is the Canteen League. Um, ah, yes, the end, the end. And I think with your clubhouse, you might you might be going up those rankings. Oh, hello. We um oh look, last year we because we were playing out of a temporary place, we we had a bloody we had to have a food truck down. Which used to leave at three o'clock, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so they were they were <laughs> temperamental bunch because they they dump on us at half time to go and do a twenty first or something like that. Yeah. Um, but no, this year we've got a nice, beautifully sized kitchen um, at the new Chichester, so our canteen will be. Back and pumping, had a meeting with the canteen people uh, during the week to get us set up for the year. And we just say that the first two games, the next next Saturday, we host Mannington Calamunda, which will be huge. I think a lot of people, from, all people from down the club, will be coming down to check out the new digs and all that. So that'll yeah. be big. And then the Saturday after, we've been drawn to play Red Star Oof. at home in the in the Australia Cup. Australia Cup. Yes. So again, that'll be that'll be huge. Another local local derby. A uh, lot of interest. Both games under lights. Yeah. So I said, so I said to the canteen guys, if, if we can, you know, talk about baptism of fire, um, the new facility. So if we can, if we can survive those two, um, I'm sure mm. the canteen will be fine for the uh, for the rest of the year. But yeah, you couldn't ask. You couldn't ask for much bigger, to be honest. Those first two Saturdays are going to be. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, you... and, we'll be, and we'll be we'll be storming back up that uh, that canteen league. So yeah, I, I think there's a couple of sites, yeah. or a couple of clubs taking it really seriously this year. I think um, Ashfield now have got the Smashy Burger, yeah, which say. you can order from your seat and have it delivered to your seat so what, um, electronically. Yeah, so that's a, a move forward. What have you got to rival the uh, the, the Forry Burger and the, and the Smashy Burger there, Chris? We do have the Kingsley Burger, um, which has been a staple for a number of years. One With of egg? our great sponsors. Yeah, egg, bacon, salad. Uh, the, the burger, big, thick cut burger from our, oh, one of our good sponsors, hello. Duke Luck Butcher. Hello. Uh, so I know we've got to be next Saturday down at Chichester to get the stuff in one of those. So <sighs> you bet. Um, but no, it's great. But it is. It, it, it just all adds to the. It adds to the occasion of getting out and supporting local football, right? Um, yeah. Go out, have a feed, have a couple of beers. You're not paying the world. The staff you're not paying to get in, mm. no. uh, in, in in most in most occasions, um, and you can go enjoy yourself and just yeah. hang out with your mates for a few hours and just enjoy some local football. Yep. Um, and the entertainment so, isn't just about what's on the pitch; the entertainment is about uh, the people around you, <laughs> the the food, yeah. you know, a decent place to sit yeah. undercover if you've got it, you know. Um, yeah, so the, the, totally it's the whole experience yeah. for the day. It's not, it's not just about the quality of football. I know people complain about the quality of football, and I think this is one of the problems that the modern game has, is that whilst this morning or this afternoon we'll be able to watch um, Ashfield play Kingsley, within a few hours we'll be able to tune into any Premier League game. Yeah. We can stream That's across right. the world. Yep. And you, you, when we're talking about just watching the game, I can watch a, a high-class or quality game, or even last week, Southampton West Ham, uh, an awful game in the comfort of my own home. But but I don't have the other stuff going on around me. No. And I and I was a, there was a thing recently this week about going to live sport yep. is actually very very good for your health, and it's more yeah. about the people you're with, the social interaction, just rubbing shoulders with other humans, even if you don't know them, that's really good for your health. And I suppose that's why we should be involved in our local clubs. Exactly right. Tell me tell me any club that doesn't want to see the Barmy Army Army rock up. That's right. <laughs> Imagine the bar sales on that. Oh, um, yeah. I guess 
with, with um with 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 what you were saying before, I mean, I guess I'll always give out um I'll always give out applause when someone's done done well. Yep. Um, if if something isn't going particularly well, though, I ain't going to get vocal about calling stuff out. And you should. Some of the some of the, I, don't, I don't know what's going on at Football West, but some of the the grassroots stuff this year. Um, not talking state league. I'm talking more Sundays yeah. and the like. Um, it's just, it's pretty, it's pretty poor. I mean, uh, can you give an example, cup, Chris? Cup, well, we got we got a cup round on Easter Monday, right. which is in two days' time. Yep, haven't seen that advertised and, anywhere. And the draw wasn't done until Easter Thursday. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right, so I mean, that, that, you're giving poor. teams three days' notice. Yep, with two public holidays in there. Yep. Um, to get ready for a game, and venues to be ready, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. This, um, you know, so it's it, and we've got a situation where the grassroots season kicks off next week mm-hmm. uh, for Masters Metros uh, ladies, and no fixtures yet. Kicks off next next Sunday, and there's no fixtures. No fixtures yet. Yep. No, I saw that. Yep. There's no fixtures. Yep. So I mean, makes it tough. That's just that's just not good enough. There's no. hundreds of thousands of dollars being paid in fees to this organisation. Um, to run these competitions properly, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's just that's just so far that's just so far off being acceptable. It's not funny. We've got I speak to administrators all around the league who are absolutely pulling the hair out of this stuff. Um, you know, I'll give a shout out a couple. You know, this is how bad it is. So I deal with quite a bit with uh, obviously local local teams, Caramar, yeah. Shamrock, and um, and Wanneroo. So big big shout to Murray at Caramar and Mel at Wanneroo. You know. These clubs hate each other on the field for 90 minutes, but if we're if we're burying the hatchet between us to go <laughs> to try and come together and try and um, yeah. you know defeat a for, for get together for a common good to fix things, you know something's going wrong. It's just there's, there's oh, people out there in club club admin land are absolutely pulling their hair out. Of yeah, the oh look, squaddy, don't, don't start me on squaddy. I've looked at stuff across the the country, not just in WA, but across the country. Squaddy's catch getting a hammering. But, you know, yeah. I, I talked to Pete earlier on and I said to, you, to him, and I'll say the same thing to you, for, for 180 minutes, I'm going to hate you. But, <laughs> but for the rest of the time, we should be working <laughs> together. No, no, we should do. Well, when we play each other, it's all out war. But the so, moment that final yeah, whistle's yeah. blown, we shake hands, we move on together to, to grow this game. And I think that's how it should be. So anything yeah, I felt know, when I was refereeing, I got hated every 90 minutes. I still hate you, right? I still hate you for refereeing. <laughs> oh, <and, and>, <laughs> There's that decision you made back in... <laughs> you, hear, you hear things around the league like, you know, a game might have kicked off and um, kicked off on the park and, you know, someone's been red-carded so the whole team doesn't go in for a beer after the game and all that sort of oh, stuff. Yeah, I've just, seen that. Yep. Just put it, you know, grow up, yeah. play, final whistle's going, go have your shower. Yep. Go and support the other clubs because if uh, we're not supporting each other, then the league isn't going to go very yep. far. Yeah, look, and I think that's just poor form. Um, yeah. You know, the game's over. We we all go in. We yep. we all have a, a beer. We all talk about the game. We all blame the referee for the, the poor decision making, <laughs> whether it, whether it was or it wasn't. Um, and we just get on, yeah. you know. And that's the, that's the whole point. Is it, it is just a game, and it I don't is. know anyone who's had their life significantly changed no. by by playing in state league. Um, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. no, it is. No, no one's no one's bought a mansion from playing in yeah. state league. So, yeah. at the end of the day, it, it is just a bit of fun, and you know, we should all of us be working together on the greater things. And, and look, 
I understand why Football West get battered at times, but they've also done a lot of good stuff in the last yes, couple of years, yeah, and, they, yeah. and they have been at least listening to people like the State League Standing Committee, and I think they need to be applauded for that. But they also need to be yeah, able to I'm get just things... I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. They come off a pretty low base last year with yeah. some of the stuff that went on, and bringing a new system in that no one... just is crap, to be quite honest. Yeah. You can't... Yeah, you think it's bad trying to find team sheets and that sort of stuff. Try being the club admin and trying to use this thing to set up... Your, You're talking about squaddy now. Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's, a, that's a national thing. That's not Football West. They've also been lumbered with it. I can't believe that so. Queens, Queens, Queensland are bitter about it. I can't believe the whole of Australia yeah. have the same problem. I mean, surely if, if, if the whole of the Australian football community are having the same issue with Squatty, how's it still in place? How's it not been rectified? I think they're trying to rectify it, but that's it's... What I'm saying is that that's out of the hands of Football West to rectify. Yes, they can ring up the people who have squad and go, we've got people here who can't get um, a fixture list, they can't get their team list, they can't... In principle, squad is very I good. Think, I don't think the lack of fixtures is because of squad. No, no. Squaddy I thought so either. Squad is, is, is a system that when the information... It's just a tool, yeah. ...be uploaded and away yeah. it goes. There's obviously deeper problems. It's, there's yeah. obviously deeper problems and it's going to have... I'll tell you, this... this the next week at the grassroots level is going yeah. to be oh, it's it's a bit nightmare. nightmare. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nightmare. All right, so, Chris. It, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't happen. No. Um, we've had you know, just three or four months to get ready yeah. for this, but uh, here we are. Well, no, look, I agree with you. I look, applaud yeah. what you're doing out there at, yeah. at Kingsley. Best of luck this afternoon. Not Good too much, mate. I hope. But um, and apologies for calling you Peter. That was my fault. The brain wasn't working. <laughs> no, it's, right. right. no, 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 it's not all right. He's been called worse. Been, trust well, me. I am looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to catch up with Peter next week. He did come and see me a couple of times when uh, yeah. when they were sort of thinking about making the jump. And so hopefully, I think uh, I hope I think if they can, if they can, if things go well with Kalamunda. Um, then I'm sure they'll find they've made the right decision. Yeah, Absolutely, will do. Yeah. All right, Chris. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, best of luck this afternoon. Excellent. All right. Have a great day, Cheers, Chris. Cheers. Ta-da. Chris Brady from Kingsley Westside. Very um, another animated guest, which is always good. No, no, it's great. Yeah, and he, he's right that to not have a fixture list for the season starting next week. That's uh, that's that needs rectifying. Oh, I agree, but I mean, obviously, he's got to do that through the right channels, and, and obviously, there is uh, problems. Yeah, but I mean, can you imagine that being the again well, yeah. going, going to the as you said, the, the a, a bigger league with more money, but uh, the Premier League mm-hmm. to say to the Premier League, oh, the league starts next week. Who are Manchester City playing? I've Don't no idea. Agree with you, but yeah. All right, we're going to go a break. We'll be back with Tommy Dolman, and we'll pre- preview the Premier League. Brilliant. That's why he didn't. Oh, Oswest Fencing and Raw Iron is a fourth generation family business. Ring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Iron. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM.
Okay, and welcome back to Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme. We're on 107.9 FM every 10 a.m. to noon. You can get your local football fixture and fix in today's fixtures in the NPLW Men's League. We have Olympic Kingsway taking on Armadale. All these games are kicking off at 3pm and will be available to watch live and free on Streamer if you've got that app. Inglewood United will take on Bayswater City in what would be a local derby. Perth Soccer Club will be taking on the Perth Glory. Coburn City will take on Sorrento. Red Star will take on Florid Athena. And Sterling Macedonia will take on another one of their great old enemies in Balcata Etna. Good morning, Tommy. How are you today? Morning, Hugh. Morning, Sean. How are we? Good, Very mate. well, thank you. Um, lots of good fixtures out there today and lots of um, interest in a couple of games. I suppose starting off with the Olympic and Armadale game, which a replay of the night series oh, semi. Yeah. And, and both teams have had different fortunes since that semi. Well, it's, it, it is interesting because um, you, you do reference that semi-final and, and um, Kingsway defeated Armadale pretty comprehensively. Yeah, uh, I think three goals to nil. Yep. So um, it's certainly been a bit of a turnaround in terms of the league form. Armadale are firing on all cylinders. I think they've got 13 goals in their first three league matches. So um, the additions of Tim Berger and, and Chris Jackson have, have certainly made a difference to their front line. Um, and, and by contrast, Kingsway, who I think many had high hope for of, of a chance of maybe pushing to that top four, albeit early in the season, are still waiting for their first win, win under David Tuff. And last one would have been last week. Sorry, would have been a particularly sore one for him because um, they they led um, they, they they lost by three goals to two against Balcata. Sorry, but um, they had the lion's share of possession, and Balcata were very much on the break. But 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 they were frustrated throughout the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I think after that uh, night series win, there was there was a couple of comments made by um, Olympic on some of the Armadale yeah. pages, which may have done John's team yeah. talk for him. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to poke the bear, you know. Just just be grateful with the result and move on to the next week. Yeah, so I, I'm talking to Johnny, I think there there's, there is some feeling about that game, so it'll be quite spicy this afternoon, I think. I think it'll be a good game. I think I think it's um, I think for, as far as Armadale is concerned, they, they they're just looking to ride that momentum. They were very good in the night series, as I said before. They 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 won their group. Mm. Um, yeah. They finished top, they finished top of it, and then perhaps just the fact that it was early in pre season and and resting a few players for that last group oh, game, yeah. um, Re- resting final meant that yeah, resting a few. They had a couple come in, um, yeah. and you know Berger was one of them, and also uh, Chris and his return to the the club. Uh, is adjusting to a, a different role in in a different lineup. So I suppose it took a little while for John to get the chemistry right, but he seems to have got it right now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and that's what and that's what Armadale do really well. They they have a really good culture there. They they they're a team that tends to lose players, but they lost Gordon Perkins. They lost Abdul Osman both to Perth in the off season, yeah. but. But John's got this ability to find players to almost plug in and play, um, and then that's a testament to to what Armadale are building there. We've spoken about their their, their cup success in in 2018. They made a final last year. They played in the round of 32 on a couple of occasions now as well. So, um, and, and and having finished in mid table each of the past few seasons, um, and, and well and clear away from the mm. bottom of the league, I think um, there's definitely hope that they can take an extra step and maybe push the sport themselves. Yeah, Tommy, you see more of Perth than I do. How do you, how do you think Abdul's fitted into that Perth setup? 
I think Abdul's a very good player, and good players are always welcome <laughs> well, in, yeah, in, that's in, true enough. in, in uh, teams wherever they are. Wherever ball they of are, activity, box to box. He's, he's just good to watch. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good hard worker. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And am, uh, I, am I right today uh, thinking that it's a double header at uh, Dorian Gardens today, Tommy? Is that right? You've got the MPL women so, playing uh, Red Star after the main game? Three o'clock for the men's and five o'clock for the women's. It is a double so, header, right. Yeah, in terms of the men's, um, yeah, Perth obviously uh, got that pretty credible point against Red Star on the opening day, and then um, and then they had a win against Sorrento, who obviously had that great win on the opening day. Um, but then a little bit of a slip-up last week against Coburn at home, so mm. they'll be looking to hit back. And, and the Gloy are actually the league leaders. They're the only unbeaten teams in the division to date, and, um, and what they do have is they have a very exciting crop of young players who were predominantly in the under-20 setup last season who... I saw a little bit of it of in various cups and, and various top four matches throughout the year, and um, they, they were certainly exciting on the park then, and, and the transition's been pretty seamless. So it'll be another test for them against um, Perth at Dorian Gardens. They've actually got a pretty good record um, down there in recent times. I think they're unbeaten in their past four or five visits wow. um, to, to Dorian Gardens, dating back to, um, dating back to 2018 with the caveat of their home game, a Perth home game with them last season being played at E&D Leaders Stadium. Oh, so, okay. so, so where do you see yeah. Perth in, in their journey at the moment? They've been so dominant for yeah. so long. They, they, that seems to be in the wane at the moment. Well, I think I think the thing with the Azuri was um, they made a pretty clear decision um, after the departure of Ramon Falzone to go with a younger approach yep. under mm-hmm. uh, Mark and Dale Wingle. Um, now, some of those young players... Um, obviously, it's a completely different team, and we spoke about that a little bit with Armadale before in terms of working that chemistry. And a lot of new players came into the club, and a lot of players departed. So last year was very much a transition season. Um, but one thing that you can be sure of with Perth is, is they're a team that don't like to stand still. Oh, no. they'll, they'll certainly want to hit back big time this year. Um, but but whether they can actually consistently put it together over the course of a 22-game season will remain to be seen. But I'm looking forward to seeing both teams today. That's actually the game I'm doing the commentary on this afternoon. So yeah. I'll be down there to watch the doubleheader. Yeah, that's a, it's All a right. fun one. When, you, As you would yeah. tell me on a regular basis, Sean, you don't win anything with kids. Well, this one is going to be two games with kids in, well, the, say that, in the system. But, but Perth do, and, and, yeah. and Glory, you know, this is what we want them doing. And yeah. I, I think they've that's got another, exactly right. another young goalkeeper by the name of Cook, no relation apparently, is performing very yeah, well. So He's in the under seven. Team Joe yeah. squad as well. Um, so Inglewood versus Bayswater. There's two of the the oh, yeah. stalwarts who are again. I think Inglewood made the final of the night series, but um, mixed fortune since. And Bayswater seem to be in another rebuilding phase. Another rebuilding phase. Mm. Isn't it the same? I one? don't know what to make of these two teams. Yeah. It, it, these are probably two of the most confusing teams that I've, <laughs> I've come across so far this season. Inglewood, as you mentioned, Sean. Looked so good in the night series. Yep. They they got to the final. They had Michael Domface, Shub Bacala, yep. um, Dylan White came across from Western Knights. And you think, okay, last season um, goals were the problem for Inglewood. I think only um, only the bottom two teams in the league scored less than them, and they had a pretty good defence. So you thought, okay, this is an area where they're going to improve. But um, just the last two games, um, they've obviously lost them both, and. Um, and, and, and that came after a round one win where they came from two goals down at Florida to win 3-2. So a little bit puzzling there. And, and as for Bayswater, they've got all the attacking talent you could possibly want in that team. You've yeah. got John Steins, Gumba Makeche, Gordon Smith, Costa oh, Sparta. These are guys that have proven MPLWA performers over the years. And for the last few seasons, they've just not quite been able to knit together. And it's quite a baffling one, really, because... 
we we sort of remember the Bayswater teams as the oh, ones yeah. who were so dominant at the oh, beginning yeah. of the NPL. They were under Chris Coyne, and yep. they're coming up to potentially a fifth year now where they won't be making the top four wow. um, if it doesn't sort of turn around quickly, which is quite a staggering turn of events. So, yeah, you feel that this is a massive game this afternoon in terms of both teams getting the three points and kick-starting their season. Yeah, without a doubt. Now, Red Star versus Glorious. Athena, that's yeah. another mouth-watering <laughs> fixture. It is uh, a replay of last year's top four cup yeah. final, of course, um, yeah. where Florida led led two nil and um, and Red Star came back to win. Um, Red Star's record, aside from that game, has been pretty poor against Florida over the years. <laughs> I've done a few of those clashes, but what they usually have delivered is um, is plenty of goals and, and a thriller. There was a game, um, well, the corresponding game at the campus last year. You may remember was um, the late penalty scored by Lark Massiang when he was. Um, collected by uh, Riley Stevenson when he was through on goal. And um, and Floriot kind of pulled that game out of the fire with two goals in the last two minutes to win 3-2. And um, yeah. and you sort of look back at how much uh, the margins were in terms right. of how tight it was when they won the league. And, and those sort of um, things really matter. So, look, we've, we've seen with Floriot a little bit over the past two weeks. They've been able to get back to their sort of savvy selves in terms of the experienced core of players that they've got. They just seem to be able to get results. Uh, Vasilevich gets performances out of that group, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's another fascinating game. There's some really important matches you feel this weekend in terms of the context of how a few of these team seasons could go. Oh, absolutely! Look, it's very early days, but um, you know, it is looking like this is a the shaping of of the league. Um, Coburn versus Sorrento. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Steve McDonald against his former side. Yeah, that's right. Um, the Coburn head coach, the former. Towering central defender who, um, who who we all know from his playing days around the local leagues. Um, Ex-mother world Yeah, I've, I've actually been impressed with Coburn over the past couple of weeks. I think many people wrote them off. I sort of hinted at that in my preview during the week. Is that after um, a winless night series and then losing 6-1 to Armadale on the opening day, I think many sort of wrote them off. But they've been able to get wins over Bayswater and Perth in the past two weeks and, and get some points on the board and... I did speak to Steve McDonald for my preview this week, and, and he was sort of saying that we, we sort of just got back to basics, essentially. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Um, but, but what he did have was um, the, the, the belief that, based on what he saw in the preseason, uh, once he was able to sort of gel and get that chemistry going, that they'd be able to get some results. And it certainly comes to pass over the past um, fortnight. And oh, one thing that Coburn are usually pretty good at is that uh, they're pretty good with their home form. They've beaten Red Star, they've beaten Floriot there last season as well. Mm. And they're up against the Sorrento, uh, Sorrento team, who obviously shipped seven against Red Star last week, albeit in, in kind of weird circumstances given they were 2-0 down and down to 10 men after eight minutes. So um, yeah. if, given the goals had that impressive win against Bayswater on the opening night, um, and they've uh, since lost two games on the bounce, they'll be looking to hit back as well, but it's a massive opportunity by contrast for Coburn to get three wins in their first four games and be near the top of the league. I don't see that Steve McGarry is going to be one that's just going to roll over and let them get beat a third time. So well, Macker anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he has to pull the boots on himself. But, you know, um, it'd, be interesting. it'd be an interesting game. I think Sorrento are hurting and, and it may be a surprise there. Um, Massey's versus Etna. Nice to see Balcata going back to their ethnic yeah. roots. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's another fascinating game because um, Balcatter have won their last two games on the road. Um, I saw them a couple of weeks ago at Inglewood and I was very impressed with um, with their team and um, Glenn Grosbeck's really been able to organise that team. He obviously came in last season and, yeah. and kept them up with three wins in the final five games of um, 
of 2022, and he's got two in two wins in three this year, including good wins at Inglewood and Kingsway, both night series finalists. So, um, look, if they can go to Sterling and, and get a big scalp um, this afternoon, um, that'll certainly be an, an, an eye-opening result. Um, they are a team who have got plenty of experience now. They've got Adam Tong, they've got Ryan mm. Pearson, they've got Trent Kay. But what they do have is they have a real match winner in the Japanese import, Kataro Yamamoto, who's... Um, scored in back-to-back games now and and his movement and, and sort of pace up front is, is something that's a real X factor for them and um, he, he's a player that everything sort of wants really yeah. even if you're sort of not in the game or you're having a bit of a, a dire spell within a match you can sort of get it to, to your match winner and he might be able to pull something out of that out of nothing or um, or be able to help you sort of transition up the field so do you do you feel yeah, Tommy um, that um, that that sort of like like you said you see him and you go well, where's that come from is that f- just because we're not used to seeing that style of play in, in particularly this state, but this country uh, in general, that that sort of that that the Asian style of play, it, it's it's Japanese are very very technical well, as well. Yeah, it's yeah. just a like you think what how you know you, mm. you just stand on the sideline and go how what gal. Well, I think I think somebody made this point to me the other day, actually, Hugh, and um, just in terms of the imports, and I think with COVID the past few seasons, it's kind of sort of just slipped out of the mind a little bit that um, the import players probably weren't as, as um, frequent or as many of right. as we've seen in the league previously. Yeah. But what we have seen this year is a few a few teams go to those players and, and bring players into the league, and I think it's good. It's, it's good to just sort of mix it up. Um, Armadale have obviously got Tim Berger up front as, yep. as well. Um, and, and they've um, got an Irish centre back as well, I think. Yeah, but I mean, we're more yeah. we're more accustomed to seeing that European yeah. style of play. But yeah, this Asian style, you think it's just the brain's not working in the same the same mindset as everyone else around him. It's just incredible to watch. It's uh, well, they they say that football is a universal language, don't they? Hugh? Yeah, well, so, this is um, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this so is I true. So I suppose, I suppose, yeah. Look, um, as, as Sean said before, very technical players are the. Um, the Japanese. Uh, Perth Red Stars women um, have a couple of Japanese players over as well in there, so we might touch on that game shortly. Oh, but um, okay. yeah, it is a slightly different. Um, it is a different style, as you say. But I think it's just good to see the imports back in the league in general, and teams going out and um, and looking so ambitious and getting these players in. And, and as we've seen with Balcada in the opening couple of weeks, it's um, it's something that might prove. Uh, it might pay dividends for them come later mm. in the season. And I think when, you, when you're looking at imports, it has to be someone who's going to bring a point of difference yeah. to the, the, the team. I mean, we sometimes see people bring in, you know, a centre-half who's, who's no yeah. better than any other centre-half yeah. we've got in the state. And I'd much rather see local youth developed. But mm. Yamamoto seems to be a different <sighs> beast completely. And, you know, he is bringing a different dynamic to the game. He's, he's throwing up challenges that defences are finding hard oh, to... Yeah. to, to um, count. So I think, you know, you bring in a quality um, import is, is much, much better than bringing in a, a, you know, a, a, a grey player, yeah. really, yeah. yeah you know, you, some, some of them don't yeah. like the league up, but he yeah. does. And, you know, look at Gustavo when he came in, he well, let the right. league up, you know. And oh, that's that's what we Gustavo. need. This this will be the new Gustavo, hopefully. Oh, that's high praise indeed. Yeah. Oh, early days it's, yet. It's good for the young players as well. Yeah. Sean, because they, they come through and they've got a different um, 
they've got a different sort of player to look at in terms of their sort of skills. They might be able to learn something. It's their work ethic, um, and, and, and grow themselves. Yeah. I remember when Johnny Perkins came to Ashfield, the the work rate that guy had just in training and his warm up. I'd I'd never seen a keeper work so hard in the entire game as he did in his warm up. So you know there are things you see and they bring to a club and they bring to the league in general. So I think yeah we're. Bringing in a quality import has some, some really good um, yeah. points. So we want to run quickly through the, the women's MPL. Yeah, there's only the, the two games. I, yeah. Maybe Tom can explain why there's been the uh, yes. two postponements. But we go, as we said, we touched upon the Perth Soccer Club playing Red Star, which is the doubleheader that kicking off at five, and Fremantle City will take on Curtin tomorrow. Tom, why, why are the other two games postponed? Do you know? I'm not 100% sure is, no. the, is the honest answer, Hugh. Um, so I'd, I'd rather not speculate. I'm not no, going to speculate. No, no, no. But, um, but the game today should be an interesting one. Obviously, the second game of the doubleheader, as you say, Perth and Red Star, they're sort of renewing that oh, yeah. rivalry from last season that they had. Um, this and is the a replay final. of the night series final, That's which right. was 2-2 and then went to penalties as well. Um, and Perth have started the season on fire. They've scored 10 in their first two games. They've got Gemma Cray and they've got Ellie Lamont back uh, in the, in the WA leagues this year. So they've got some real match winners and, and we've spoken about a few of the Red Star absences in the past as well. Carla Bennett's out for the season yeah, with Carla. injury, unfortunately. Yeah. Sean Billums yeah. um, retired and is yep. now an assistant coach. And um, and Kim Carroll's obviously um, been away with the glory and um, there's another player and as well. Larry's the the gone over to, uh, to Calder. Yeah, so... I think they're still sort of um, trying to just figure things out a little bit. They've got a couple of Japanese players who've come across in Ray, Reina Kagami and Kiori Akita, who, mm. who who look good um, from the bits I've seen of them so far, and I think they'll only get better. Um, Carlos Vegamain is a very good coach, and um, I, I, I expect yes. that Red Star will be able to hit back. Well, they did last Friday. They got a 2-0 win after that mm. um, surprising opening day loss to NCC, so... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating game. And, and in terms of Fremantle versus Curtin, it's a game between two winless teams so far. Um, Fremantle City somewhat surprisingly, um, maybe not so surprising in terms of Curtin. Um, but yeah, Fremantle have got plenty of talent in that team. And I think many were eyeing um, them in terms of having a little bit of a better chance of being close to the Perth and Red Star in the title. Yeah. shake-up. It's very early in the season, but three points are imperative for them this weekend. Yeah, and, and uh, a bit of a, uh, a red light, but... Those two teams combined leaked 19 goals last last week, which is yeah, that's um, that, that's never good to see. It's not. Um, I, I suppose with Curtin, I suppose both teams are different um, mm. in in terms of oh, with our development. Against the very ruthless oh, yeah. Perth team, mm. who, as I mentioned before, have got Gemma Crane, they've got Ellie Lamont. Uh, they've got Abby Meekin. They've got some real star power in that team. And I think there's going to be a few teams this year who come out on the wrong end of um, a big wins um, yeah. for the Azuri. So um, Curtin's a bit of a different situation, though. I think they, from what I understand, they've they've sort of struggled to get some players in during the off-season. They're still trying to figure some things out in terms of bringing some players into the club. And, and hopefully they can so they can be competitive as the season rolls on. Yeah, look, I don't like to see one side being dominant. And I think, you know, we, we go back to the old days where we used to have two teams that were at least on par. Uh, it'd be nice to see three or four teams that are capable of knocking each other off um, on any given day. So I, I suppose that's the... Whilst it's nice to see Perth develop the way they have, uh, and the, from the moment they, they said we're in the Women's League, you knew this was going to happen, um, you need 
to have an ev- a more even competition with um, maybe one or two standouts. Still young in its development. Yeah, you, I know. You, you'll get there. Now, Tom, were you on the uh, the Mantra City Fremantle City game last night? I wasn't on it, um, but I'm aware of what happened. Um, <laughs> Do you want to so tell our listeners? Man- <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> uh, so Mantra City bounced back after a defeat to Monash in round two. They beat Fremantle City three two. Yep. Um, that's a repeat of the. Uh, night series final as well. So a few right. of those in the opening yeah. year round. Um, Lee Griffiths got a couple of goals. His first goals uh, in his second spell, uh, obviously with the club. Um, and Hamza Heaney got a couple for Freo. But the ult- ultimately, the winner was scored by Joe O'Brien, who's got six in four and um, or six and three rather. And uh, he's the Golden Boot last winner last year, and um, I think many will expect him <laughs> to be right up there again. So yeah. look, so- I think Mandra are a team that everyone in Division 1 would be fearing this season. Yeah. And I think, and with the talent that they've got on the pitch, I think they'd be a favourite to, um, to, to to earn promotion or at least be in the promotion playoff mix. But but the Western Knights have, have looked solid so far yeah, to start have. the season. We've spoken of Fremantle City um, as well. They gave Manager a good game and, and they'd started well with two from two as well. And, and Joondalup United are also unbeaten as well. Um, they're a team who've um, shown in the past that they've been capable of... Um, pushing in that sort of top half and being in the mix of, um, of those top four places as well. So, yes, yeah. again, still very early days in the state leagues, but mm. um, it's going to be fascinating to see that, that title race, I think, in particular. I think more importantly, and, and the other thing people miss out with the Joe O'Brien performance is that on his way to the game, he was involved in a, in a vehicle crash no. and, and wrote his car off. Really? Um, and still went out there and performed and scored the winning goal. Jeez. So, you know, shows a lot of courage from the young man. Wow. Yeah, and I, and I also understand that um, he and Tam Dehina, who got two of uh, housemates as well. So, yes, uh, they so, are, so, yes. So, 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 so bragging right for uh, for Joe, I'm sure. I'm sure he's been letting Ham to know all about it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well. Yeah, all right. Um, we need to, to close this out as much fun as it is. Oh, yeah. um, but thank you very much, Tommy, for your insights, particularly into the, the MPL fixtures today. And um, hope your call goes really well yeah, with yeah. that uh, Perth versus Glory. I think that's, as you've already stated, it's going to be the match of the round. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, don't eat too much chocolate tomorrow and um, enjoy your weekend. No, I'm, I'm looking at a 24-pack uh, <laughs> of eggs over here. When they said you can have one, I went, I'll leave one and take the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Tom. ta yeah. All right, that's really coming to the end of the show. Um, been fun. Um, some good games out there. Yeah, that's closing in on... Where's Len? There is no Len. We're going to pre-record. Don't worry about it. I've got it all under control, mate. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're good. going to be taking notes here. We're golden. Yeah, it's all right. All right. Um, <laughs> look, thank you very much again, Hugh. It's always been fun. Nice no, little no, bit of banter along the way. Yeah. Always nice to rib a referee. You only have to say, <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm, I'm down here. That's it. <laughs> yeah. No, look, it's good fun. Um, Lots of good football been out there. Lots of good people involved in the game. Yep. You know, you've, you've took and not highlighting any particular Chris, but that, but that double yeah. head is value for money. You've, you've Absolutely, got, you know, it is. Like, yes, uh, Tommy was saying you've got yeah. um, the glory and red star. Yeah, uh, no, down there. Do yourself a favour, get out there and watch some football. No, no. Look, they said um, during the week that uh, and not, going out and watching streamer? watching live sport yep. is good for your health. Just remember that. That's get right. out there. That's right. Yeah. No worries. Do yourself a favour, exactly. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This has been the World Football Programme. We'll be back next week.
Join us again next week at the same time for the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. again next week at the same time for the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM.